two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is July 17th, 2019. My name is Zach Weber, and tonight we got some Z and Z and some R and R for you. I'm the first Z. We got the Zanger. Hey, it's Ellie's birthday. Everyone wish her happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Well, yeah, as the record, it's her birthday, but when you listen to this, it'll be belated, so. Bingo. And the first of our R&R is Rob. Thank you for having me back. I'm glad to have uh, more than one Knight of Vader with me this time, so they're not all running away. I must be doing something right. (laughs) Insert mustard mayonnaise joke here. Back from the dark side of the soundboard is Russ. (laughs) Hello. Thanks for having me back. And don't forget... Yes, sir. Okay. And that's it. You're here for a while. Yes, thanks for having me back, guys. Good to be here. Good to be here. As you can tell by the title of this week's episode, which I don't know yet because I haven't written it, we are talking about Star Wars parodies and sketch comedy show bits. Yes. Yes. And actually, surprisingly, it hasn't. It wasn't intended as a tie in the cinematis, but that's why we're doing it at the end of the day. So you'll end up watching, not watching, listening to cinematis. But I watched the waveform. Good, good. <laughs> Did you learn anything that how, way? How how it is inte- how podcasts are intended to be listened to while watching the waveform, so you can really get into the mind of the people you're creepily listening to talk. I remember when my father first got like a modern computer, like in 2002. And he deliberately told the people building the computer not to install a DVD player. So I just watched the Windows Media Player, little like visualized with a little like green line <laughs> bumping up and down, little blue little blue bricks. And I'm like, oh man, I'm living the high life right now. But no, so Russ, this actually, this episode was your idea. Well, yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, one of my favorite things is like really early Star Wars stuff like this, like Empire era, pre Empire, where so many TV shows and variety shows of the time in in multiple countries, it seems, love doing just a, like almost like a whip together school play of like a Star Wars uh, special. And a lot of times with actual stars of the show, most of the time not. But they, man, that stuff looks so weird because the whole universe is just not set yet. Like, it's not like completely uniform Star Wars yet. They can go off with costumes and music. I I love these. Yeah, that's one thing I thought was interesting too because uh, the parts that actually we're going to discuss a lot, yeah, we're going to discuss what Russ said. When it comes to a lot of stuff that's pre-Empire But we have some modern clips thrown in there too We have a Chappelle show sketch We have a White And no robot sketch. chicken Well that that's like, gonna be its own thing one day Like, like someone personally went What is Zinger like a fan of and would love to talk about Oh robot chicken Let's not let him talk about it For an entire episode But that doesn't stop you anyway <laughs> I know 
But okay, Zanger, before we delve into that, though, you have something you want to tell our audience, right? Yes, yes, I do. And it is in the vein of a parody thing. Because I was thinking about this the other day. And due to the fact that I cannot take like two seconds on the internet now without seeing a certain topic pop up, oh. I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to do a little bit of, um, of I guess, Knights of Vader Theater. So... If, if, if I may indulge, and I'm going to try not to break character this whole time, so, um, and, and, and you guys, I, I was going to maybe pre-record this, but I figured you guys would want to get involved, so I, I just want to set the scene now. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's go to September 19th of this year, um, somewhere outside of Rachel, Nevada, in the middle of the desert. Let's, let's go there to a film crew waiting with a ton of people outside of a certain Groom Lake facility out there. And they run into a certain director of, of, of Star Wars while they're out there. So does that set the scene good enough for everyone? All right, I'm there. I can I see it. I need I, an I can, adult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hear Zach going, this is going to go bad quick. This is kind of like a mom pick me up moment. <laughs> <laughs> like before we recorded, we've talked about how our parents didn't want us to do this exact thing. Talk to strangers <laughs> on the internet. And now I feel like that wasn't a joke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was a moment they warned you about. Which is worse, this or the, like the omnipotent shaggy memes. <laughs> Those died so quick. Those See, like. The- you can't start a meme with an end date because then it's never going to go away. It's September twentieth, September nineteenth, whatever. If you if you can't put a date on a meme now, it's going to just it, it won't stop now. It it, it, at it least has till an then. End point, which is also the same time as the Mothman Festival at Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So you'll, if you are not on the West Coast attempting to suicide yourself into a military base, you should come to the Mothman Festival instead. Point Pleasant, West Virginia, September twenty first and twenty September twentieth and twenty first. So, um, besides the Chappelle show and a few other things, this was like watching an extended version of the um, of the holiday special. So, Zach, kudos to you for torturing me somehow. This wasn't my okay. I want it on record, folks. None of this was my idea. Like everything that I'm pulling from here, like all the stuff that's like pre Empire is Russ. Everything else is stuff that Rob gave me for the most part. So this is a, for the most part, this is something that Zach and Zenger didn't have much of a hand in other than just kind of participating. Mm. Fair, fair. Being tortured into. (laughs) I guess I should also add that prior to this recording, Zach and I have already recorded other podcast episodes where we've discussed (laughs) the sketches that we're going to talk about today. So we've had practice. Oh man, oh, I I feel you guys are all used up for us. You you busted your cherry talking about this already. Oh well, you guys better bring it then. <laughs> I want to hear all kind of red fox can, hot takes. Chris I can always talk about sketch comedy. <laughs> is Donnie and Marie comedy now? This is like this. This show was before my time, and I maybe that's why I think this and like the German things are so weird. It, it just existed in that you know it's things that I had never seen probably. Barely. I mean, I guess a lot of people saw it at the time, but these things disappeared forever. And just to be, uh, you know, exposed on YouTube now, like the Donnie and Marie special. Well, that's the way. Okay. I guess we should say that, like, we should set up each of these clips, right? For, and also, I want to say, like, in the show notes, I will create a YouTube playlist so everybody can, like, watch it themselves. One of the segments I think is worth watching more than the others. But I guess we should we should start at the Donnie and Marie Osmond show, right? 
Right. And before we do, and I promise I'm not going to play primarily any clips after this, but just to get everyone in the mood, they had to do their own Star Wars intro like this. galaxy far, far away, there was an evil force at work to destroy the values by which decent people lived. Values like patriotism, cleanliness, thrift, and good dental hygiene. Did the evil force win the battle? That's for us to know and you to find out. I would imagine back in the late 70, like late 77, there was a lot of Star Wars stuff. People just trying to like ride the high of the Star Wars, just like phenomena. And this one, I have to say, like I have all the ones that we watched felt the most coherent. They did have a story. They had what looked like actual Lucasfilm costumes for Donnie and Marina. Donnie Marie Osmond, of course, brother and sister. Uh, playing Luke and Leia, who they called it six years before Return of the Jedi. Brother <laughs> and sister, God. Luke and Leia. It was staring the world in the face the whole time. And we didn't know. What you're saying uh, is Donnie Marie knew. Uh, well, yeah, well, they wouldn't I, have cast them. Chris Christopherson would have been uh, Luke, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do people even know who Chris Christopherson is anymore? Like, is that something? I, not I think the we podcaster. Have <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I, I, feel like know him. I don't know i don't think chris christopherson is uh is very relevant at all anymore not for a while yeah i know marie osmond shows every once in a while in like what like uh jenny Tr- craig commercials uh hollywood uh, squares think, maybe her That's and donnie thing, seem to all they gotta have a, a show on a christian network right now still they, <laughs> they there's no reason that they shouldn't i know they had a show at least in the '90s, they were still doing a show, kind of uh, not not a now not a '70s variety show where they parody movies weekly. But so yeah, this is what this is. Is what what is exactly their parody? There's like a parody of Star Wars with just tons of disco music. But you have R2D2 and C3PO, not people that you know the actual actors, Darth Vader and Chewbacca, and Chris Christopherson is Han Solo, and Red Fox is 
Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's like an Oki. omnipotent Obi-Wan Kenobi. No, he's Oki Boki Kenoki. They had may have to say it really bad. And that that costume, it it's just a monk's costume. This is like that's what I like about the clunky early Star Wars stuff. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's a brown monk robe he wears. It's like, well, it is, you're not exactly Obi-Wan Kenobi, but you you've got like you look like Friar Tuck or something, you know. <laughs> Well, I like too that the spaceship they get into is like a legit, just like a, it's just a like rocket. A, it's a rocket. It's not even a spaceship. There's really nothing sci-fi about it. And then we have like the the, the bad guy, like the like I guess the Imperial commander, and he has like the, what the uh, the rockets, and they're like well, off-brand stormtrooper costumes. <laughs> and yeah, it's it. Well, that's Paul Lind, and yeah, and he's watching like. Like stock footage of an actual like rocket launch that looks like it's from the sixties or something, and it the rocket itself looks like for the thing from like the first movie ever made where they go to the moon. Like they didn't have ships down yet, then it just looks like a, a giant firecracker that they're shooting in the it's air. A, it's, it's a giant cannon. You just load people into it. And you launch them at the moon. And did you notice that uh, Chris Christopherson had a helmet in his hand? Like yeah, Han <laughs> Solo had a helmet. Well, that didn't. Well, yeah, because like it's weird to kind of like the Star Wars stuff in this because like you do have the off-brand like stormtrooper rockets, but then we have storm actual like stormtroopers come out and they're it's doing like a, a song. Little, yeah, they're doing like a little seventies jive. They're like snapping their fingers. Oh, with that saying, that low it, angle like, shot when they come out and they start snapping, <laughs> oh, that had me dying laughing. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> they sing "Get Ready" because here I come, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. but it's so discoed out. It takes you a while to even realize that's a, an actual song. Well, that's the weird again. It, the Donnie and Marie stuff is pretty good. Again, Christopher Crawford just kind of like I don't know. He's, he say, hates so, it. Yeah, he has There's a lot one shot. He's pulling it off. There's one shot though where they're going back in the ship, and he gives the look like he hopes the camera's off. Like, what the hell did I get into? What is this? Really channeling the um. The Harrison Ford in that scene. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> he probably chilled with them. They were both stoners, I'm sure. He's a little <laughs> older, though. So, yeah. so I just want to say that something amazed me about the Stormtroopers. They came out and didn't miss a beat. <laughs> oh, they were great. And th- th- I think that's not like... Those are like the Donnie and Marie like house dancers that they have. I don't know. They're like the Osmond Capades or something. So they're, wait, I, wait they're sure always they dressed as Stormtroopers? No, they do no. percent of the time. <laughs> it, That's actually this show must have gone off for, for a while. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas is watching the Donnie Marie show one day. He's like, I've got it. <laughs> Forget yep, about it. He has to make up all this stuff about like World War II and like stormtroopers. It's like, no, 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 no. Donnie and Marie had it figured out from the get-go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Well, that's the weird thing that's like, like bringing it, and this is going to show, this is going to come up a lot in this conversation is like how a lot of this feels like the holiday special in oh, that, yeah. like, as we've discussed many times on this podcast and how I infamously, against our will most of the time too. No, I'm pretty sure that's what drove force Ghost Jim away from the podcast was all the, <laughs> the holiday special talk. But like, as you're watching all these things, you can't help but get the vibe that like nobody, like nobody knew what star Wars was as Russ said. Yeah. And they all the, all these things have like different shades of the holiday special and just that like oh people are just like Star Wars is popular and we're imitating it but clearly like Lucasfilm loaned Donnie and Marie stormtrooper costumes and C three PO and R two D two now is that Peter Mayhew? Do you think that's Peter Mayhew? I don't I don't think he's in the credits. Oh, I actually for a second thought it was James Earl Jones being lazy too because Darth Darth Vader is also in this. 
Oh my God, Bruce Valanche is credited in the Donnie Marie thing. Yeah, he I probably gonna, wrote I was it. Yeah, bring that up. Like yeah, he's one, one of the writers. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, it's all connected, folks. And the Wookies look kind of like me, and they don't speak any discernible language. They sound like fat people having orgasms. It's like, <laughs> trust me, I know. It's all connected. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up, Zach. That's, well, a, and that's one was, of the first things I looked for when this, I finished this sketch or whatever this is. God damn you, Bruce <laughs> Valanche. How much money did we need? Rob and I once investigated how much it would cost to get Bruce Valanche to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah. what, what was it, like $25,000? We realized yeah, he, was only. That, he was in that range, that like twenty to twenty-five k or something. Oh, that's that's insane. But he, if, this is definitely the precursor to the holiday special, though. If he's a writer, I didn't know that. And this came out in seven. This was only like a few months. This is like October of seventy-seven. This is like a oh, September. This is hot on the heels. Like we're yeah. coming up on the <laughs> anniversary of this too. And yeah, when people didn't know, like. Well, Red Fox makes a joke. What's his joke? I'm from the planet Sanford, but we ain't got no sun or something like that. Like, yep. Oh, I get it. <laughs> he looks, he's omnipotent, but he really, every smile he makes is like, gee, what have I gotten into? Where's the check clear? And please. Like it's paint every single time he, like he grins like there. It's just like, <laughs> like, like you can feel his agony. Well, he's like, he's like, uh, He's like uh, Alec Guinness in Empire Strikes Back, where he's probably never on set. He's probably recording that on the Stanford and Sun set. They're like, hey, could you put this thing on real quick? He's like, what is this thing? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're like a space monk or something. And here's the two jokes, and that's it. That's all you got to say. And just smile. Do your thing. Just do your red fox stick. Of course. Uh, what a weird time. What a weird freaking time. The Star Wars, the thing that we're loving like 40-something years later, had to hit when all this stuff was going on. And they're all like, oh, yeah, we love it, too, you know? Well, that's the, that's the fun thing about this. Is that, like We don't get this anymore when it comes to like movies and pop culture. Because the last thing I can think of that's in the same vein as this is like the MTV Movie Awards. We used to do like things with like popular movies. Like when they like I last one I remember is when like Iron Man Kung Fu Panda came out in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> it was like Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., and Jack Black, and they were playing off like the success, like the unexpected like success of Iron Man, and Jack Jack Black's like wearing a Kung Fu Panda like hat or like 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 helmet or something, and and then like you don't get like pop culture like parodies anymore. I guess that's what YouTube's for. There's no like flagship variety besides just regular late night shows or Saturday Night Live or something. I mean, don't get me wrong, Saturday Night Live does pull out some good Star Wars content uh, every few years, but but yeah, but even Saturday Night Live doesn't really even like do this regularly. Like, it's, they're too busy being topical in the sense of like like socio political issues. Like, it'd be really fun that like like I don't know, like after Avengers Endgame to do some sketch like that would have been fun. Like, it feels like how it should have ended. Is more in the vein of like this than what something like Saturday Night Live should be doing. It, it is. It is a um, very much an internet thing now, though, because I, I've I've seen a few Endgame spoofs and stuff that are really funny. That being said, anything else about uh, the Donnie and Marie parody of Star Wars? Couldn't have ended quickly enough. <laughs> All right, we have Zenger's opinion on this. I did want to comment on one of the uh, musical numbers. I think it's when they're all getting into Han Solo's ship for the first time. There's like that quick line where they're all singing, Chew, baka, 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 chew, baka, baka, baka. And I thought that was very enjoyable. 
I like the part where they were talking about getting higher and higher too. You could tell that like they're a little Christian value. They were getting very kind of upset to even have to sing this suggestive seventies Bruce Valance song about <laughs> about some weird space thing. Do you think that Donnie how many times do you think Donnie Marie even saw Star Wars? I mean, there's no like video at the time. You think they saw it one time or like got it? We're we're this. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like that's the interesting point because like, I don't get the like that's the weird thing about this. Like I don't get the vibe anybody here is like a fan of this. It just feels like, oh, we're doing this because it's topical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were doing Wizard of Oz the next week. And it looked <laughs> it, it looked equally terrible. It was just he's like they're just plowing through whatever. All right, what's popular this week? Uh oh god, let's just do that Star Wars thing. Yeah, call Lucas up. Well, I think I want to point out too one thing is that you look at has Donnie has on the Luke Farm Boy outfit. <laughs> with like, the stormtrooper belt with the stormtrooper belt but clearly the razor wasn't invented yet because he's just going all like oh man like like man wolf like on the chest like, <laughs> like even like in the grainy like horrible like film through a tin can quality <laughs> of, of, of vhs tape in the late 70s like it's just like the amount of hair on that man's chest is just so <laughs> pronounced <laughs> Like I threw up in my mouth a little every single time. Like it's like I can't. It's kind of like a train wreck. I can't help but stare at it. Yeah, that's the thing about these. Is just you watch them now, and it's just you want to just stare at the details when they have the actual characters. Like R two D two dances in this. Like Donnie Marie, they tap him and he can make noises, and they both like stand. They both put their hands on his dome, and he starts spinning around dancing with them on live. T- on well, I guess it's not live, but on TV, staged at least. But yeah, like this is this is this is a definition of a cultural artifact. Is oh, Kenny yeah. Baker in there? You think? <laughs> someone was in there. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but someone was in there. I think. Kenny I want to. I want to point out that one of the plot points of this whole like parody was that Han Solo leaves a planet and flies <laughs> back to the same planet. <laughs> like that's that's the whole reason that it continues at a certain point. <laughs> Yeah, and Paul Lynn just wants him back just for no particular reason. So he just, I just want you back. Please come back. <laughs> I'm so wowed by the power of my force. <laughs> the force. Yeah, the force. They don't know anything about the force at this point, too, which is so funny. Where it's like, I'm good. He's going to use his force, and the force of the galaxy must be forced out. Well, I think that was like, yes, clearly the context isn't there in the same way as like when you watch the original Star Wars and they say Princess Leia. But. I think they are just like making fun of how many times like the force is like it's kind of like I, we also don't know what it was like. I think about it, like it's the late seventies, and you didn't really have this sort of like thing that hit the pop culture all at once and like it infected like everybody. Like I know nowadays that's kind of like a oh god like like an old school idea. But think about all the things that kind of came after this. Where like the one that's probably the most pronounced is like when. Burton Batman happened and like every that just kind of like swallowed the culture as a whole it was kind of like a like the first time a movie was genuinely ubiquitous there really was like no way to escape that but like prior to like Jaws like yes you had popular movies that people saw but like you saw the movie you like went to like get like maybe lunch afterwards or you got dinner and that was it. Like, yes, you talked about it with people, but like, it wasn't like this thing that like, like entertainment didn't dominate the conversation as much as it would in like subsequent decades. Yeah. Especially at the time, man, when you're coming off of just like all these like disaster and gritty, like Charles Bronson blown away tons of people. Movies. Yes. It's like, 
they're not doing dance numbers on Donnie and Marie about that. They're like, finally oh something. Like, this is this is kind of wholesome. Can we we people can yeah, it's safe to embrace this, guys. This is not a, a plane that crashed at the bottom of the sea and they're gonna get out of it while they play <laughs> like arcade games and stuff. This is not Airport Five or whatever that one was. This is something that we can actually like you know people can all enjoy. All right, I want everyone to raise their hands and don't do it all at once. How much fun it would be a Donnie and Marie like parody of Death Wish with Charles Bronson? <laughs> <laughs> who do- who doesn't want that now? <laughs> Come on, Ross, that's a million dollar right, idea. Yeah, that would be that would be great. I like and if you see when they say next episode they're doing Wizard of Oz, I go and Marie Osmond will be playing Dorothy and Donnie Osmond as the Wizard. Like, why did he get the Wizard oh, of all yeah. people? Yeah. You were yeah. Luke last week, dude. Now you're gonna be the wizard. I think it's funny. I can imagine like whoever's like planning these things out, like the producers, like we're doing Star Wars this week, and now we're doing a film that's they flip over like a couple sheets of paper <laughs> that's almost 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that, that that's a weird one. It's like, oh, Star Wars, it came out like what a couple months prior? Two months ago. And then, and then the Wizard of Oz that came out. 40 years ago that'll get the kids in that's a weird thing too is that like think about it, there were no like videos so, like unless you caught like a re-release of wizard of oz there probably was an entire generation of kids that are like what is this there were kids that saw this that didn't get to go see star wars and were like all right i get it oh i see what it, all right i see why kids are uh, into this all right I, yeah this is great that's what luke skywalker looks like but that's why I probably think, like, that's what George, like, everybody likes to wonder, like, oh, why did George Lucas approve the holiday special? And people have to realize that, like, movies played forever back in the day. Like, it wasn't like today where, like, oh, like, Avengers Endgame, after being, like, the, the highest grossing film of all time, and maybe it will be by the time you're hearing this, it's like, oh, we two months. Hope. <laughs> they can only hope. Um, like, three months later, it's like, it's not playing anywhere. Like, think about that. That movie was the is the highest grossing movie of all time. By the time it, this episode's out, hopefully, <laughs> gotta keep putting that in there. And it's like three months, less than three months later, it's not playing anywhere. Like, th- think of how crazy that is as a concept. Like, think about back, like, forget Star Wars, even like Back to the Future. Like that movie played all like year long. Yeah, and they there were dollar tons of dollar cinemas back then, and what you did was you just caught, and then they would just slide right into there, and they were still in the theater, and you could just go like see it all the time. Bring back dollar cinemas, even though I, they'll no way they'll survive. No, uh, I, we actually have one in my town, but it's on campus, so it's like an impossible thing to get to most of the time. Oh man, we I have a dollar cinema. Well, it's not really a dollar; it's like a two dollar, three dollar cinema by me. And Rob knows it because we saw MacGruber there. And fun the mall, fact, right? it used to be part of a mall. And they literally demolished all the mall. And they kept this like one little small component of it left. And fun fact that like back like last February, they actually got shut down because they didn't have the heat on. <laughs> 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 it's like 20 degrees they had the heat on so it's like oh south hills mall movie theater shut down due to the lack of heat it's look like, it was oh. hot there but there was great parking so much space and you can park anywhere i'm not sure rob might remember this do you remember the rumors rob that there used to be like stories going around you just spiked the popcorn with cocaine <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> i think i think we might have talked about this once but uh no none, none that i was ever told or heard 
You didn't hear that? I heard that a few times. Man, you're lucky that place closed down, man. Throwing out <laughs> accusations like that. <laughs> no, they didn't close down. They, no, they're still open. All right. Yeah, everyone be cool. All right. He's just, it's just a theory. He didn't even come up with it. <laughs> no, I did not. I wish I were that All clever. Right. I guess we should say that a couple of weeks ago, we brought up on the podcast and we said to ask Rob about during the summer of 2006. Our high school, Rob, might have gotten a cease and desist letter <laughs> from playing Cars or Nacho Libre. And, Rob, I asked you this question, I think, on Cinemodies, but I guess for our audience, uh, we should say that our high school possibly got a cease and desist letter from, from some movie that aired during the summer of 2006. And I told Rob about this because we were both there at this exact same time. And, Rob, please tell our audience what you told me. Uh, I believe I confirmed that it was Cars or Car or some one of the Cars movies. Zach would know if it was the first or second, but it was played on the uh, the, the closed circuit TV for the whole school. I remember watching it. My lazy English teacher in whatever grade that was was just like, "Here's a movie, kids." And then I think I told Zach that I had an avenue to figure out if this actually happened, but I have not asked my mom yet because my parents have been in Ireland, so. Ah. Good for them. <laughs> no, but what you told me was I. I think I heard that story somewhere too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely, and and we we can track it down. So that's that's my uh, my bargaining chip for you to have me on again. I might remember to to find out next time. <laughs> but folks, I did not make that up. There is some basis to this rumor. Unlike Zach makes a lot of stuff up, but but that was not one of them. <laughs> no, not yet. Anyway. Um, all right. Anything else about Donnie and Marie, or can we move on to our next sketch? Oh yeah, please move on. All right, please move on. All right, Richard <laughs> Pryor, Star Wars. Holy bar. God! You talk about a good. This is Richard Pryor, Star Wars bar. Now, before we get into it, think about it. The way this sketch opens is from the Richard Pryor like variety show. It's a neon sign that says Star Wars bar. That sign exists. Do you think that's in someone's man cave somewhere, or they melted it down for the next sketch? Melt it down. Yeah, I think they'll oh, find man. it on uh, they'll find it on American Pickers one day. I bet oh. <laughs> someone's <I'm>... barn. <laughs> but just, yeah, just the setup is a neon red sign that says Star Wars Bar, and you see Snaggletooth peeking out behind it, sitting there having a drink. Straight up holiday special, Snaggletooth also or Toogle, right? He's known as Toogle there. <laughs> this is not my wheelhouse right now. <laughs> sure. I never saw th- I've never seen it in many clips from this uh yeah, Toogle, Snaggletooth. <laughs> Wasn't he uh in the uh, holiday special? Didn't he like dance with uh B. Arthur or something? Everybody like, this- dances with B. Arthur in the holiday special. <laughs> See, this sketch is great though, just because it's like we have access to all the Cantina aliens, the cool Cantina Rick Baker mask and all that stuff. And it's just Richard Pryor probably just said, yeah, show me all the masks. All right, let's do a skit about it. I love it. That's, that's definitely the sense that I got. Like the whole joke in air quotes of this is just appears to be they had access to the costumes. And they were like, what what can I funny encounters can we think of with it? How easily can we make these characters too? Can we just slap a mask on a guy and put like a, a tunic on him or something? And he like <laughs> he, he's good. Well, that's the thing about this. I think it's interesting is that like it's clearly the premise is oh, what would happen if you plucked Richard Pryor and put him into the bar at Star Wars? Because I think a lot of people like nowadays, especially that like Star Wars has become a spectacle franchise. But when like when I talk to my father who was like around for all this stuff, that like when this movie came out, he was never a big Star Wars fan, but as just someone who was just part of like the culture and just 
like was part of this. Like he had like the Galactic Funk record. He had the record to Star Wars, <laughs> and that like the bar from Star Wars was like the highlight for like anybody over the age of like twenty. Oh yeah, and everything is so like in, even in the early merchandise. Like, look how weird this is. We're like a bunch of weirdos. They're in one place. This is yeah. crazy. And that's what it is, though. It's like people like don't appreciate how like just like mind blowing the bar from Star Wars, the Cantina was. <laughs> and that's it, it's weird how like now in Star Wars fandom we almost take that for granted. Like we don't like I know like now every Star Wars movie has to have a shot of like going into a bar. On the one hand, I think cynically you could go, oh, they're just trying to do the cantina again. But on the other hand, it's Star Wars. And if you don't have a version of that, I would leave feeling like, well, where was that? <laughs> How could they not do the cantina? That's so it's, weird to think that just puts a bunch of monsters in a room drinking. And some of them are short and they look like kids. And it, it just, but yeah, Richard Pryde plays off this perfect because all he has to do is go walk around and look at everybody. And he gets us. He's saying words we shouldn't be saying about people in this. He's Richard Pryor, and he could say it, so it's fine. But I I love this sketch so much. The devil part when he sees the devil and guy, and he's like, I know what the devil looks like. You see that? That was the devil, right? It's not Richard Pryor at his best Not even close Like He's kind of funny in it But it's nowhere near like his actual stand-up Well I think part of it too Is that like whose idea was this Like this doesn't (laughs) seem like Richard Pryor's idea This seems like Again we don't know for example I I guess cross corporate synergy Wasn't really a thing Synergy Yeah like, because again, Fox wasn't didn't have the the, net, the 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 TV network yet, but it was the idea that like, oh, if you're George Lucas and you want to promote this movie, that's like what you would do. Like, you would sit there, kind of like what the modern equivalent is I, of like I, what actors go on tonight, like on the late shows. I need a way to sell these toys. I I have purchased. <laughs> I have purchased so many of these toys. Late night television. Interesting. I'll do it. No, but no, no. We're, we 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 want to use your your movie stuff, and you, not 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 you, George. Well, I'll be there for dress rehearsal. Uh, okay, George. Look, Jesus I'm saying the stormtroopers have to go to uh, Donnie and Marie. Uh, you can have the monsters, and they're like, yeah, sure. Out there, it's getting even worse. Oh my I gosh, know. it is like they just divided up. Yeah, like just the stuff from the show and sent it to different places. <laughs> But this was a I clever. I wonder all the good writers because it obviously wasn't the holiday special. <laughs> Shut your mouth, sir! Shut your mouth. <laughs> and Hot. and Zinger steps up to the plate. Ah, oh, good base hit on that one. Oh man, Rush, you get to be part of the holiday special episode this year. No, Yay. you will be the participant. I I will find a way not to be on that show. It's all right, Rob. Rob will be there for certain as we delve into another layer of the holiday special. Remember, folks. There'll be at least one episode every year about the holiday special, even though I wish I could devote every episode every week <laughs> to the holiday special. Can we wear red robes? It's, that... it's a it's it's you're forced to. <laughs> we give you one. Yay. It's encouraged you bring your own from home, but we have some just in case, right? We Rob? have spare ones. <laughs> but the people who left the previous years oh, yeah. ran off Jit- into the sunset. 
like I said, I think that's the reason why Force Ghost Jim had his fill with us. He's like, you know what, my you know what, my robe doesn't fit, guys. I'm going to get it tailored, and he never came back. <laughs> and that's the last <laughs> we saw of them. Uh, but that's my Christmas card. It's me in a red robe. Everyone's like, why does he keep doing this year after year? <laughs> he doesn't what's, stop. What's Life Day? <laughs> <laughs> I like to do that. that. That now that's a great sketch that needs to happen. Someone needs to do like the modern equivalent of celebrating Life Day. Like that should be an SNL sketch. Like what is Life Day? It was a Star Wars thing from the seventies. Nobody talks about. It. Everyone's kind. Of, everybody who was involved with it is ashamed of it. <laughs> do it the same, just with the new cast. Uh, Han and Chewie will be what? what Poe and Chewie. Uh, you'll have to get cast a new Mala. And no, we bring back Mala. No, it is Mala. It's, it's the, the same, same one. <laughs> it's the it, same. It's been in a box for like over forty years, and it's all messed up. But they're like, no, we're going with it. You wanted practical effects, we still have it. Practical effects, real sets. <laughs> I got a joke I was going to make, and I can't remember it. No, it's all right. The holiday special is always the joke. Yes, it is. God bless the holiday special, folks. God oh, that's what it was. It. That's that's what it was. So, so at the time of recording, I am very ashamed that very little people acknowledge Prime Day over the past two days. Did not watch Transformers 1986 like you should have to honor Prime Sacrifice back in 2005 for us. I thought I thought you were saying very little people as in like little people. <laughs> I had no clue what you were saying for a second there. I was they're, like, what? They're intimidated by the Transformers, these little people. Don't blame <laughs> them. But yeah, they're, they're, GoBots are a bigger thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to point that out that I am very ashamed that another year goes by and no one understands the sacrifices Optimus Prime made for for humanity back in 2005. I thought the movie came out in 1986. It did, but it was set in 2005. You gotta listen to the narrator when they talk. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was too busy watching Revenge of the Fallen that day. <laughs> The true, ah! the true sacrifice of Optimus Prime. No, no, the true sacrifice of Optimus Prime took place in Autobot City in the year 2005 with him versus Megatron. And until all are one. And he turned into a gun and he... Spoiler, I won't spoil it. Okay. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, uh, I only watched it for the 15th time today. <laughs> Going every right. time thinking it's going to be a different thing. Zenger watches the Transformers animated movie, much like how people watch Titanic and hope the, the boat doesn't hit hit the iceberg. He's like, it won't happen this time. It won't. <laughs> Every time he's disappointed. Uh-huh. All right, Richard Pryor, Star Wars. The thing I think is interesting and much like how we were saying before, but like how like people don't know how to interact with Star Wars yet, like with like the force and things and that ilk, is that like at one point, like Richard Pryor is like on the phone. And I think it's the Ithorian that's like like behind the bar, and like the person like wearing the costume doesn't even know how to like like move it properly because like he's talking like to like the back of its head, where like technically the head is like at the very top, so he's like in, like the eye the eye line is completely screwed up. But again, nobody knew where this thing's head head was. It was just it was just this <laughs> giant like rubber blob sitting at, like the counter at the bar top. Yeah, that one looks terrible. It looks like they had a couple of pieces of it, and they just they like threw some foam around it or something. It it does not look like him at all. The rubber head just kind of like flopping around. 
<laughs> Another thing too that I think it's like an interesting point. It's like I even I was reading the comments on this, and someone made the point of like if you watch this and you've only ever seen the special editions of Star Wars, <laughs> there's a good chance you don't recognize at least like over half of the aliens. Oh yeah, just cut them out. Yeah, Wolfman's definitely there. The uh, wh- I don't get to deal with the giant. There's like a giant tentacle thing that Richard Pryor has to fight, like the Wonder Wheel in um in the toy where he almost does the same kind of motion to it. Ugh. Like almost like Superman three. Yeah. Richard Pryor does jump in these things, man. He, he, he did. Did he do a skit about Superman and that's how he got the role in Superman three. Cause he did something like right. that. Yeah, yeah. He did something like Johnny Carson where he went on and did it. You know, that part where he's on the roof and he's like, and he flew this way and he did that. And he did this. And then he falls down the building in Superman three. Well, that's yeah. He got the role because he did like a skit like this about that. The more you know, so he was trying to get into Star Wars. He just didn't make it. Oh Oh, man, Mm. he made a great. Got it. He would make a great Boba Fett. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, folks, Russ took the low hanging fruit by saying saying Lando. I took the one that you know what I get my PC points. Oh man, they aren't the same as gold stars. But no, I, I, but again, going back to what Ross was saying, there are a couple of bits in this that we can't talk about. We're not to say the word, but he has a great thing. He's like, you look like somebody I knew from Detroit once. That I thought that was hysterical. And even the best part, like you already mentioned, is like you have like the devil guy and you have like the Greedo costume, and they're both just like flailing, like uh, like they're sitting at the table and they're just like gestating. You're just flailing around, <laughs> and he just slowly puts the drinks on the table. Like he goes, he starts talking to like you said, what tentacle monster? He's like, I just saw the devil, man. I know what the devil looks like, and that's <laughs> the devil. Like that's great. Like that. There are such weird scenes where one thing just be going beady, 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 and he's just standing there staring at it. And it also shows that how the hell did Greedo ever shoot a blaster with those fingers? That he's it, they're just flailing around. And I don't think they could hold anything. They were so small. <laughs> but like this is like I, so this is my question. Rob is our unofficial Star Wars holiday special special expert. Is that? What a great title, right, Rob? That's that's oh yeah. That's, that's <laughs> really a title not even official. You can't even give it to him. That's a title you can only be anointed. You can never claim that title by yourself. It has to be anointed. <laughs> um, but like the holiday special is not looked kindly upon. And my question is, if the holiday special was more like this, where it's very much like pointed humor, it's just how absurd everything is. Do you think? It would be like the holiday special would be much more like lauded in later years. Yeah, yeah that I would have actually been that would have been groundbreaking for 1977. I'm sorry, go on, Rob. No, no, I, I think I, I I agree. I would say yeah. I, I feel that you know it would be almost more if the holiday special was more of like you know look at all these kind of weird details we have in our universe rather than let's focus in on these very specific things. Like if we had more of the B. Arthur Cantina scene rather than like you know the uh, Jefferson Airplane music video then yeah i think absolutely it'd have be held in higher regard throughout the years because this is like almost a if you listen to this podcast if you listen to cinematis you'll hear my rant about like what marvel does like this feels like a very early example of like look how crazy this thing is there's a devil man and there's like this weird furry white bouncer character and and that's it's just pointing it's just pointing at things being like look how crazy this is then 
point to the next thing and be like, whoa, can you believe this? Look how stupid <laughs> this is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird. This is almost like a, in a weird way. He calls like the first like step of like Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like this feels like like the very first draft, like somewhere like in like his like late teenage years, James Gunn must watch this and be like, someday Disney's gonna hire me, then fire <laughs> me, and then rehire me to make an entire series of movies based around this exact type of humor. <laughs> yep. We don't take any of it seriously. We point out just how stupid it is and then laugh when all the more morons just swipe their credit cards repeatedly to watch it ad nauseum. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Zanger, was, how much how much did you pay for the to help the Avengers beat Thanos before Endgame came out, Zanger? How much did you donate to the Avengers? Oh, so much of my time. I, I don't <laughs> donate um, money. I donate time. Like That's watching all the movies. <laughs> it's watching <laughs> all the movies leading up to it, and it wasn't a torture session, or it wasn't something I will later make my kids do. <laughs> but do but for everyone, they'll be like. Come on, there's like two Thor movies a year now. You cannot make us do this. You gotta get caught up. All Dad, right? it's Dad, it's like a month's worth of time. Like, not like we're we're panning it out. It's like we have to watch them nightly, and it's still we have to, to double to up multiple. on the weekends. There's multiple screens because y'all are each watching a different one because you're all in different schedules. There's yeah. you know <laughs> stuff going on. Dad, we only did this two years ago. But the new one's coming out. We gotta get caught up again. <laughs> All right. Anything else about Richard Pryor Star Wars? No, but that's just hearing that title alone sounds great. But I love it. <laughs> That'll be another piece of uh, Knights of Vader merchandise, folks. We are going to make Russ the uh, the neon sign that says Star Wars Bar. Yeah, I buy that. Just, just a it's a red generic, just the most basic neon sign but somebody had to make it just for this sketch that we really we enjoy it now thank you whoever like that that couldn't be remade somehow anyone know (laughs) to blow glass no i say the original one zang or else it doesn't count okay they actually turned it into the next week it said wizard of oz bar and i was like (laughs) (laughs) i guess just one final thing about this that's like like should be noted is that like it's a bar it's not like the cantina. It's like, no. just like a it's a bar set. There's yeah. a rotary phone in it and everything. They're not. He's not trying to you know put like pretend he knows what rocket ships are or anything or that. You oh know. no no, there is no. He understands Star Wars. <laughs> it is. They, I swear they wrote this by putting him in a room with all these people in the costumes and said just roll with whatever you see happen. Yeah, he's like, I knew a guy like that in Detroit, and they're like, oh, we got to keep that in. Do it, do it. You get to say it once a show. Let's do it for that one. Um, another thing that, uh, just just to bring this up real quick, because I know it's been long absent, but I just want to do a quick uh, Pitchman Zinger from Uh-oh. the 70s. <laughs> I, I've realized I've not done a lot of my alter egos recently, so I apologize for anyone who sits at home waiting for those moments. <laughs> Every week I know there's people buy their radios or buy whatever they're listening to this on and like he's gonna do a, a, a zinger alter ego this week. Oh, he's just doing more George Lucas. Dang. Zang- zanger bingo or is on suicide <laughs> yeah. watch right now. Yeah. Um no, it's it, it would it would be like ni- the nineteen seventies, so guess not a cocaine snorks, that would be the eighties. Um I was trying to figure out how to start it, but no, be like 
So, uh, and we got ideas for the for the next Richard Pryor sketch um, next week. I mean, we just did Star Wars, so I I don't know what we should do this next this next week for the for the Wizard of Oz stuff. I just saying that as a thing. Um, Pitch Man Singer sits there, you know, with a pen. Oh wait, I actually got one at my desk. You know, tapping it against his chin, he goes, "I got an idea. What if we do the Wizard of Oz bar? I mean, we got the sign. We just need to just melt it down." Guy like slams his hands down the table, points at him, and goes, "That man, that man keeps us in business." Great idea again, Zinger. Thanks, man. Who came up with the Star Wars bar pitch? Oh, Zinger did. He's on fire, people. You keep an eye on him. Next week is just another bar sketch pitch. I once knew a guy like that from Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> he just recycles everything he says. He sees the witch. He's like, I know the devil when I see it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All the jokes are just. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> broke Zenger. <laughs> I, I wasn't even going to go that far. But yeah, all the jokes are just the exact same, just with references to Wizard of Oz instead of vague Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah, perfect. Toto's drunk. He has to throw him out like the tentacle monster. Or he fights the <laughs> monkey. The monkey guy's there. He has to be. There's no droid, so I guess Tin Man can't get in. Your kind isn't welcomed here. No <laughs> droids allowed. No <laughs> droids. It's funny, like not even as I'm rewatching this, you have to wonder, be like someone at the Richard Pryor show, like called up Lucas Films, like, yo, can we get some Darth Vader and some Stormtrooper costumes? And you hear some <laughs> gobbling on the side of the phone, they cover the mouthpiece. They're like, Richard, Richard, Donnie and Marie got them. They said we they only got aliens. <laughs> Do we know when this aired? The Richard Pryor I, Star Wars bar? I'm not quite sure. I think you can look it up though, but yeah, September I bet you I bet you it was twenty third. Seventy seven? Yeah, the day. No, I'm, I'm joking. I have oh, no God, that that that'll be, oh be the greatest God. thing. Where it was like the day after. Yeah, no, Marie Marie Osmond had to be like, I don't want any of those gross things. I'm not touching that. Like, give me the clean, <laughs> sleek, black and white, and that's it. And I want to be pretty princess, please. No yucky monsters. What we don't know is that Marie's under the Wolfman <laughs> costume. That's her under there. <laughs> and Donnie's in the devil costume. It was part of the deal. <laughs> Chris like they they said if I did the devil, I could be I could be the wizard here next week. You know, oh, all right, cool, we get it. <laughs> Wait, aren't you guys doing that on your show? I have a show. <laughs> show business is a give and take. How come you can't get Fred Sanford on my show? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Are we ready to move on to the Muppet Show? <sighs> Ooh, oof. I gotta I say, to, of all I have the... to say that there's a song in here about the the three fish, like the three yeah. fish are swimming somewhere. Great, great Star Wars parody. I thought that was on point. <laughs> well, there's always a bigger fish, but also if you took that song, that, and, like, that anim- didn't even exist then. If you took that song and animated it, it would be like Baby Shark now. Like Jeez, I think oh somebody. I think somebody could take over with using that little thing. He was good at making those weird little songs, like unique songs for kids. Stop, said the mama fish. You will get lost. But the three little fishies didn't want to be boss. So three little fishies went off on a spree. They swam and they swam right out to sea. Swim, let me swim. 
But yes, Mark Hamill, 1980, on The Muppets. This is one of these bits that I actually had seen prior to this recording. I had seen Mark Hamill here because he has one of my favorite jokes of all time. Where it's like, hey, buddy, we don't have time for your third-rate variety show. And Kermit <laughs> looks directly at the camera and goes, second-rate variety show. Yeah, which is possible. I've used that joke on here a couple of times. And I you love you that. have. You have. I love that so much. But yeah, this is kind of a... It's Mark Hamill like, kind of like flexing, doing what he does best. And that's kind of like, like being like the life of the party combined with like doing impressions. It was, It is weird. Like at the, I, I was too young to see this, of course, but like... This came out before Empire, so this was the first time kids ever saw those Bespin fatigues that uh, that Mark Hamill's wearing as Luke in this. That whole like iconic outfit, that was the first time people ever saw it, was on this show. Oh, Mr. Kermitzer, may I say what an honor it is to make the acquaintance of such a distinguished amphibian as yourself who's given so much joy to the universe oh wow well it, it's a real pleasure to meet both of you uh, and and incidentally why are you fellas here we are searching for chewbacca oh chewbacca the wookie correct as Artem rightly says he's been kidnapped <gasps> kidnapped well well why are you looking around here we received this hyperspace telegram from him what uh uh to Luke Skywalker, C-3PO, and R2-D2, help, I am being held prisoner by a bunch of weird turkeys. It does rather sound like your show. <laughs> yeah, it does. Remember Alderaan! I'll search upstairs. 3PO, you cover that exit. Watch it, I cover the team. Down with the Empire! <laughs> What was that? That was my master, Luke Skywalker. I'll try to calm him down. But you know how strangely excitable these humans are. Yes. They're a strange race, all right. Oh, hey, did you guys find Chewbacca? Not yet, but he's got to be around here somewhere. Oh, well, you know, as long as the three of you are here, how about you go out on stage and do a song for us? What? You must be joking. Well, look, your little garbage can friend wants to. Stop it, Artu. Don't be so vulgar. You're not a song and dance droid. Oh, come along. Our job is to find the Wookiee. Listen, pal, we're on a mission. There's no way we're going to be involved in any third-rate variety show. Second-rate variety show. Hey, Kermit. Hold it, hold it. You're, you're Mark Hamill. Yes. Uh, no, huh? No, no, no. Uh, he's my cousin. That's it. My cousin, and he's right outside. Oh, go get him! Hurry! Hurry! I want to see him! Run! Oh, boy, oh, boy! I'm a big fan of his. Hiya, Fuzzy. Oh, wow! Hey, you know what? You can be the guest on this very show, right, Kermit? Oh, well, uh, maybe. Uh, what do you do, Mark? Oh, uh, well, you know, I've been uh, known to do impressions. Who do you do? Oh, well, I just love impressions. Ah. No, oh, I just love doing them. Ah. Terrific. Who do you do? <sighs> Maybe I just better sing. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be my love for only you can end this yearning. Okay. Uh, well, Mark, uh, actually, we have enough singers on the show. Yeah, yeah. 
I know. How about a dancing comedian? Hit it, Fozzie. Yes, sir. a toad with a saxophone? He got a frog horn! <laughs> you look sort of green. Well, uh, I don't know exactly how to put this, Mark, but uh, what else do you do? I gargle Gershwin. Mark, I know exactly how to put this. Get out! Out of the theater! We don't need you! Thank you very much, anyhow! And don't call us, we'll call you! <laughs> I didn't get his autograph. All right, nobody leave! Unless you want to go through life as a rug. This came up last time. I, it looks a little different than Hans Blaster. It's not like 100% exactly the same. I'll just say that again. I shouldn't pick up old arguments, but it, uh, it, he's, he's, he's flailing that thing around in front of the Muppets a lot, man. He's, he's just like... <laughs> Do, do you, he does a great line. Could you imagine? All right, this came out before Empire Strikes Back. Luke Skywalker is running around saying, "Remember Alderaan, down with the Empire." Like, <laughs> did people think that that was what Empire might be like? Where they're just they're like commemorating Alderaan. It, it, Alderaan is never said again in a Star War. I don't think. I like the idea of like people going around calling something calling. It's funny, like we we all think of Star Wars like very specifically by like title or like episode number. It, probably for a nice period of time in like the seventies and early 80s, 1980, it probably was probably called Star Wars Two to a lot of people. Yeah, I think about it. Like prior to this, and even like afterwards, it was rare for a sequel to a movie not to be called like X Two or Blank Two. Like it, I know now, like there, no movie is ever called like blank to the movie. Everything has to have like colon subtitle. Yeah, we did um on Believers podcast. Quick plug: uh, we did an episode about a Canadian game show that uh, featured three psychics that had to guess the identity of a mystery guest. And one of them was Peter Mayhew, and it was in 1978. And so they're asking him questions about Empire, which hadn't even filmed yet. And he's like, is it going to be called Star Wars 2? And he's like, I don't think so. They haven't told us the name quite yet. Um, <laughs> um. But no one could guess who he was. Great thing. It's a Canadian game show. Beyond Reason was what it was called. But you were used to like how older Peter Mayhew sound, but he did sound. He had a real, really cool voice for back then. I love the scene where they haven't added the uh, the the effects yet to early Star Wars. He's like, "Dead old man's mad." <laughs> he's talking <laughs> to Han. He's like, oh, "Where did yeah, you pick yeah, up yeah. this old fossil?" And he's like, "Dead old man's mad." <laughs> well, that's what they you did. said it, Chewie. <laughs> Well, they did that for everything on set. Like even with Darth Vader, like they always had David Prowse doing the lines. Oh, it's so great! It's so funny to hear it because it's so weird, especially in the, in the first scene of Star Wars. It's just so strange. And that's why. But the thing I think is so interesting about that, though, is that like they've never released those dailies. Like outside of like I think what that one clip is on like the Empire of Dreams DVD. Some of the David Prowse stuff is on the, on the DVD too. But for the most part, like those dailies. Like they never released those. Yeah, I feel like I've only seen that really that opening scene where he's like, "Tear the ship apart until you found those plans, mate." And they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure." <laughs> I like how every accent just devolves into like the Django Fett, like tomorrow morning. Oh, we got to keep con. There's continuity to think about in these. Yeah. Uh -oh. 
But yeah, Lucas, it's funny because even like when we were talking about like, the different like editions of like Star Wars from like the original trilogy, Unaltered. And as I was like that YouTube video that I'm always referencing, that the like the when they had the real actor stand in for Java when they were filming that, is that like in that video, Lucas has never released that entire clip of like the original Jabba. Like part of it is from the Empire Dreams DVD. And then another part of it is that like like on ET Entertainment Tonight, like in yeah. the mid-90s, they released part of it. And then like another portion of it is like is it's sourced from, from like some- that. It's from that old um from Empire to Jedi or like from Jedi to uh, uh from Star Wars to Jedi or something like that. It's that first like behind the scenes documentary that they did and it was like an a- accompanying thing. It used to play on HBO all the time. And it had a few scenes from that in it too, where he's like on solo. Yeah, and it's just really it's really like low quality. Like it's shockingly low quality because it's never been like available outside of like a VHS rip. Yeah, it has like a really cool shot that almost looks like a McQuarrie where it's like the back of Han Solo and you can see the entire docking bay 94 and Jabba's there in front of the ship. Like it's based on a really cool, you know, there is a couple of cool frames of it, but you know, it was a reason it was left out, man. Marshall Lucas, right? <laughs> oh, we got to do an episode on Marshall Lucas. Oh, poor Marshall Lucas, the unsung hero of Star Wars. We'll save that for post. When we finally run out God, of ideas, I, post how, Rise of Skywalker. How am I supposed to do an impression of her? It's just, yeah, it's just a female. Zanger, Zanger, do a female version of George Lucas. Is that even possible? Is this a higher pitch George Lucas? Um, oh, he wanted to put in. He he was trying to put in uh, the scene with Jabba the Hutt. I told him he'd look a lot cooler later. No, that's that's terrible. I take it back. <laughs> I I just was sitting there and I was watching the film and I just was like, why is this guy on a desert planet wearing so many furs? It just seems ridiculous. Does he know karate? Why is he saying this? Why is your slowly devolving into Romano? She needs to be Deborah. Then we gotta do the actual Deborah voice. Then. <laughs> no, Marsha. <laughs> Zach. Can, can we just one time have like a conversation, Lucas on Lucas? <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we agree to that? There's gonna be so many different like versions of like Lucas like talking to each other. No, that's jo- Alex Jones. Sorry, Alex Jones would have a conversation with himself. Excuse me. Yeah, I was about to say because now we can 100% have an episode where we can do that. Considering that everybody who's ever been on this podcast has a Lucas impersonation, we have like a six-way conversation, like a party call. It's like all these different Lucases. It's like which Lucas are you? Um. I'm I'm not, I'm 1983 Lucas. I just got divorced. Which Lucas are you? Well, I'm Lucas, the one from the food court noodles. Well, which one are you? I'm, the I'm one Ray Romano. Rep- <laughs> <laughs> then, then there's I think what Eric's. I'm Lucas Noir. I'm the Lucas first. <laughs> we need to have a little boy get traumatized a bunch of times. <laughs> Okay, right, okay, calm down, Noir Lucas. You'll get you'll get your input. He'll kill all the women and the children. Okay, happy. <laughs> I, all right, I've been folks. Trying to think of how to do a Spielberg impression. I just feel like going extremely not like not like Spielberg at all would be the right way to do it. I think it would be more like a nah, yeah, nah, babe. Um, like a little bit of like Hollywood agent sounding, but just, oh, yeah. his voice is just too normal. He'd be like, yeah, babe, shark, shark. With- you need to chew gum to do it too, probably. I uh, don't know why. I'd have a hat I, on. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> um, so here's my deal. We're gonna have um, 
we're gonna do a new Jurassic Park movie. Ah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do uh, um, the first Jurassic Park movie over again, but it's from the point of view of the dinosaurs. Wait a second, hold on. Up, oh, up. Oh, already got my Oscar for it. Haven't even filmed it yet. All right, and so, I just finished uh, chapter three, so I can tell you what's gonna happen right before Act Two. This is a great Colin Madman Trevorrow idea. Jurassic Park, but we're gonna do it from the perspective of the dinosaurs. <laughs> Somewhere follow that same T Rex that apparently exists through all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> like dramatic reveals of humans driving by, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Somewhere Colin that man where I was just like furiously scribbling into his notepad. I should have come up with this on my own. He, he puts down like the booklet that has this, like book of I- like ideas for Book of Henry too. Henry Harder, and it's like crosses that out. Jurassic World six ideas. Henry Colin Harder, Port of Call, Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh God, it's getting revealed that Henry was the one that figured out how to clone all the dinosaurs. That's in, that's in the notebook he left for uh, Naomi Watts. Perfect. We still need to do an episode on that on the book of Henry and why it's a cinematic masterpiece. Count me way out. No, no, Zanger. You you have to be. You get to choose holiday special again or a book of Henry discussion. Oh God, dang it! Remember but all. Do, the do I have to do it now? I yes. don't know. It's up to, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Chips it down. You're being recorded. <laughs> dang it! <laughs> Hold on. Let me take a really good drink of this. <laughs> oh, that is strong. Um, Star Wars. Why, yes, Zenger, you can choose both. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that was an option. I I guess. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, what am I doing? We've done a great job of not talking about the Muppet Show. It just tells you how. Oh yeah, the Muppets. (laughs) The Muppets. I I I liked. I'll talk about the Muppets. I like that Mark Hamill is actually acting as Luke Skywalker in this, and he actually does seem like that is Luke Skywalker when he's not Mark Hamill. Has that ever happened before with Star Wars, where like a character is like portraying the character outside the realm of Star Wars? He busts through a wall like Kool Aid Man in the beginning. (laughs) Like he's, he's like the Hulk. Uh, that like was crazy. How boy. come that is that canon? Is then Luke bust through walls already pre-Empire? Is that a force power? That's <laughs> what I was I was thinking. It was like Could I just like to imagine game. this is this is all canon and just while Luke was fighting the Empire, he was just traveling around the galaxy writing down <laughs> space pigs measurements for his tailor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was doing on Octo in The Last Jedi. He said something about Chewbacca. Was he's looking for Chewbacca, which is the plot of all of this. This is the plot of the Muppet Show. He's looking for Chewbacca, who got a he got a space telegram that said, "I'm on a planet that's full of a bunch of turkeys or something." Like it was a really like flat joke like that. Kermit's like, "Yeah, that does sound like us." And it's like, "Wait, Lucas is doing Kermit now." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Hamill flexes though man I'll give it to him he he does impressions he sings as himself he doesn't have Luke singing he doesn't like demean the character the character goes away and Luke show, and, and Mark Hamill shows up not did, Luke did he realize that this, this gravy train was only going to go so far for him so he wanted to show that he could do other things it's weird because yeah, we know it now and we appreciate him so much. But it's like he did all that like vo- voice work like in the '90s, and he did like the Flash in like the mid '90s and all that. Um, 
that was the Flash, right? That he was on. What was it? Yeah. Okay. Because he I reprised the role in the new Flash series. Yeah, and the, but then, but then one point he's you know he's cock knocker. We barely seen him. I mean, he's Joker and everything. Uh, Jan Silent Bob Strikes oh. Back. He was the villain. Also, Carrie Fisher oh, played yeah. a nun. See, that's yep. more of a Carrie Fisher thing. Go and play a nun. That was a funny role for her. But Mark had to. Play, I mean, they were just like, no, you have to be like a Luke in this. Come on. And then he gets his arm chopped off, and he goes, oh, not again. (laughs) Oh, God. Everybody forgets, though, that, like, like Mark Hamill was, like, horribly typecast after Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Like, he he did this in Corvette Summer, and there's no movie. I mean, his movie career was pretty much over after Star Wars. There's no other. It's like, Carrie Fisher at least could, like, evolve, and she wrote, and she was in, like, the Blues Brothers, and, like, was, like, Harry Met Sally. So she was still in stuff, and she was a writer, too, so she's... She she stayed a lot more like at least relevant in the movie business. Yeah, and that's again, yes, obviously Mark Hamill would eventually become more of a voice actor than like, other than Star Wars. That became his like main career. But uh, yeah, for a while, it's like, he was almost like Adam West level typecast, where it was like that's yeah. just who he was, and there was no seeing past it. Yeah, that that's why that flash thing that was weird. Like I felt bad for him when I saw that. Like I remember when that came out and I've been like, oh man, Luke's like doing like a. TV villain, it's kind of over the top, and it's oh man, that came. He was basically the Riddler of the show. I mean, he was just playing the Riddler, the Trickster, yeah, yeah the Quizzler. Um, the Trickster, sorry. Trickster, close enough. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at all these other fantabulous movies, and he was in Biker Mice from Mars. He's a voice actor. See, I'm trying to find non-voice actor stuff, and it's few and far between for a while. He did get to appear on Swine Trek, though, on this Muppets episode, and he got to share the screen with everyone's favorite, Link Hogthrob. Great pig space name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like Link, like Sausage Link, I get it. Well, he has has some pretty, again, like, Miss Piggy will always be one of my favorite Muppets. And he has some great moments with her in this. You know, they're like a very few far in between. But when he is on the ship and she's like, oh, Luke Skywalker. And like, he, they have some great banter together, which is, again, it's at, that's where this was fun. Where you actually get to see like the banter. It's not just like constant, like fourth wall breaking. <laughs> no, it's true. And and I, I like it too. Like uh, Miss Piggy can be annoying at times. Although I was a big like Muppet fan as a kid. I just don't, they don't need to reboot it anymore. I don't think. To people today care like no one i like that i kind of like that muppet movie that came out just because i took a kid to see it but i don't know uh, wait which one uh the first one the, the one with new the new one okay the good one got it yeah that i like I, I like muppets most wanted you know as big of a fan i i am of tina fey i have not seen that still so. yeah it's pretty- i either yeah, I thought I saw it in um, theaters when it came out because I really liked the first one. I thought it's like it's only wrong; it's not a masterpiece, but uh, it's it's solid. Like it has some pretty cool songs in it. Well, I had to watch yeah. the one like daily for a while when I worked at a certain place, and it was just on on a TV display. So <laughs> maybe that's why I like that one more, and just never wanted to be a part of it after that. I don't know. I think the music in that the music in that first one saved a lot of it too. They, it yep. was legitimately really good, and I, I was actually excited. I think it was the fact that they tried to do that uh, new Muppet TV show. I think that was sometime in between, and that turned me off. I was like, no, no, that was after. That was after the. That was Muppet really after. One. Yeah. Oh, I got no excuse. I don't know. Sanger, I have a question. I would imagine the reference you were making to it being on the TV is when you worked at Best Buy. 
Yep. <laughs> I have a question. Could I, if I worked at Best Buy like you did, could I have put the holiday special on? And if so, how long could I put it on without anybody noticing? Long I mean, enough. You can go test it tomorrow, <laughs> probably. Yeah, just just walk into your local Best Buy, see if they have a Blu-ray player, pop that sucker in, just leave it on, and see how long I can get away with it. Yeah, well, with all the and smart if, TVs, could you link to one on your phone with YouTube and yeah, just like you, you could. And then you if just anyone pop it on says it? anything, just be like, oh, I'm just checking out this TV. I'm trying to get the picture, see how good the picture is while you're watching something that is definitely like maybe, a grainy VHS rip. Uh, well, I was about to say, if, if the lowest high definition is for, I mean, lowest, like highest standard definition is 480. This is maybe one, tw- like <laughs> 120 pixels. And that's, that's pushing this- it. I'm stressing this bad boy's legs out. There's like 4K OLED screen. That's yeah. like 85 inches. <laughs> Just the thing looks like complete garbage. <laughs> I, guess, Go for it. I, I guess I should say that like at the church I volunteer at, they like they recently installed like a giant like 65 inch TV in the basement. And come like, and, like every like Thanksgiving time we give out like turkeys and stuff. And now if I can like put anything I because I, I posted, it, I think, in the Facebook group, but I found a VCR and a uh, VHS copy of The Phantom Menace, and nothing says, like, you're living the high life, like, when you're trying to, like, give food to the needy, and you hook up a VHS player to, like, a 4K TV, and you watch like, a really grainy copy of The Phantom Menace, which gave me the great idea, come the holidays, I'm just gonna put the Star Wars holiday special on all the time, and considering that nobody else knows how to operate the TV but me, so this gives me a fantastic opportunity to live out the scenario i just presented zanger with just putting the holiday special on all the time and nobody can tell me to take it off so can i point <laughs> out something real quick now when there's a related news story to um new new york right zach yes Zanger. a new york man tortures elderly residents by forcing them to watch a <laughs> obscure star wars movie we'll all know who it's about would there be any other question? If there ever was a headline about the holiday special and someone being arrested about it, there's a very <laughs> firm possibility that's me somehow involved with this. Well, it man be acts sitting- out uh, Chewbacca's father uh, VR scene on subway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to know the context because one of them might just be Force Ghost Jim being pushed over the edge, and one of them might just be Zach just pushing uh. somebody over the edge. Let me rephrase that. Someone involved with this podcast would be somewhere in the vicinity of that headline. Okay. Local man, New York man breaks into Bruce Valanche's house begging for <laughs> questions about the holiday special. <laughs> but Bruce, I need answers. <laughs> B. Arthur. So someone should find B. Arthur's gravesite and put a picture of her as Akmina, like in front of the tombstone. <laughs> Love you, Never B. Forget. So many places. Remember Alderaan and B. Arthur. <laughs> we need that. You know what's so funny? After all those like stupid Star Wars like fans' choice polls for like toys and stuff. Well, how on earth they, we got ice cream maker guy? How did yeah, we get that did before? Will Row Hood. I know you got the librarian from Episode Two. Joe Caston knew got a fan vote for a figure. It's ridiculous that nobody from even Lumpy or any of them. Someone. I'm surprised that nobody like won Mala. Just the idea of having like a, like a certified <laughs> female Wookiee action figure. There's got to be some niche in the Star Wars fan base. Rob, how much grant money do we need to figure that one out? <laughs> Someone oh. out there. There must be a contingent of the fan base that must need a female Wookiee figure. 
It'd be cool because it'd be an action One figure. One of my favorite objects in the whole world, a breast. Yeah, see? <laughs> it would have breasts. It would be the only Wookiee to do so, so far. That's <laughs> progress, all right? That's 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 today. They should cash in. We're being but, progressive. Would, wait, would they even need to make a figure? Because why don't you just take old Bigfoot figures from the Patterson-Gimlin film? <laughs> because those have action figures, right? Yeah. Well, they did make holiday special toys, but they only made it to like the prototype stage. God. Gotta get your hands on those. That's that's Everybody. the holy, that's the holy grail of collecting, folks. Forget about that rocket firing Boba Fett. You can get your fingers on those prototype holiday special. Toys. And you know where they're kept? In Area landfill. 50, Area fifty one. Oh my god! Now we gotta we go. get there. <laughs> now <laughs> I know why. Now I'm going. Now I have to go. Yeah. They actually have the original of of the holiday special there. Why do you well, think? Why do you think Lucas referenced it when he put the arc in there after Indiana Jones? That's exactly. Area Fifty One. All right. Anything else about the Muppet episode? The Muppets. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we're moving on to possibly the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't begin with the phrase "the Star Wars holiday special." We have. Let's get there. What? No, I'm just I'm just wondering how you always get to the holiday special references. I can always make it work, folks. There ain't no there ain't a far enough leap to get me to from one point to the other when it comes to the holiday special. All right, we have this I don't even know how to even pronounce this. We have Krieg der Stern parody rare Star Wars German variety TV. And who wants to draw the short straw when it comes to describing this to our audience? <laughs> I didn't watch it, so I'll try to describe it off of my memory of the two minutes I watched of it. A lot of German talking. I, it's hard to tell what's going on here. What what is this? Is this the is this German Richard Pryor show? But it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely pre Empire again. It's a some kind of German variety show where people are speaking German, people start singing German, then all of a sudden, sudden people are in a a snowspeeder in space. Yeah. They're flying a real snowspeeder <laughs> out of atmosphere. That that had to enrage you, right, Zanger? Yes, you enraged? That, that if <laughs> yes, out of atmosphere snowspeeders enrage me. What makes me happy is in atmosphere star destroyers. There you go. There's the list of how to anger and please Zinger in one motion. But the the key to this is that while the snowspeeders flying around out of atmosphere, they run into a crescent moon with Mark. Hamill on it, who speaks German, sings a song, and I'll let you take it from here, Zach. <laughs> I oh my god, this is well. The weird thing is that we have the the snow speeder in space. <laughs> Before that, which is the thing I just said, but prior to that, they're like we have a bunch of like Star Wars clips from the Empire Strikes Back. And it looks like, like the Falcon. It looks like the Falcon is chasing Star Destroyers. They show two Star Destroyers fly off planet, and they show the Falcon like it's chasing them. It, it's it's weird editing, yes. But then we have, but at the very beginning of this video is like we have a guy, and then super like imposed in the background is like footage of the lightsaber duel between Vader and Luke, and we see it when Luke injures Vader's shoulder. Then we see Luke get his hand cut off. Like how'd they get this? Like, so they, they got they, Mark Hamill. They got a a, a snowspeeder. That was about it. That's all. They got a few other things. They have they have uh, a three PO costume that is not 
cannon. It is not that is not Anthony Daniels. That is nothing. That is terrible. And there's two. There's two different outfits. R two D two also looks like garbage, like literal garbage. He's like, a, he's, he looks, a, he's a he's a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, he's literally used as a vacuum cleaner at one point. He's just a vacuum cleaner that is painted to look like R two D two. I guess and the, somehow. I guess- they they take the skit, they do a skit where they have them, then they do another skit where they do a, a like a parody commercial, and they're even worse. Three PO looks like even worse, and R two looks even worse. It's like they couldn't even use the same garbage stuff they put together for this. They couldn't even use it again. Well, I'm starting to think that maybe this is like a compilation. I don't think this is all like the same program. But for the sake of argument, let's just say that it is the same program because I'm fascinated. And how they got a like one to one sized like replica, or maybe the on like the like the prop from the film of a snow speeder, yet they couldn't make a Darth Vader, three PO, R two D two, or any like major costume properly. Somehow no. someone was able to get a hold of Mark Hamill and a real <laughs> snow speeder, but like, oh, we need we That's need a, a, a pretty good facsimile of Darth Vader. Sorry, the budget only allowed for like ten thousand dollars to a ship mask. the snow speeder. We got a mask, we got a piece of metal with some like uh like temperature dials from a old time boiler or something on them. Like Darth Vader looks really weird. I like how like C3PO's like outfit too looks like he's wearing like a crop top. Like <laughs> like like that's what it is. It's like a plastic like crop top. And it's like in, in I guess we should say that a lot of this is also based around dancing. So I guess they couldn't be wearing like the costume costumes. You know what I think of whenever I think of Star Wars? Dancing. Dancing? Yeah. Yes. And that con- that tradition continued on to, you know, Star Wars days at Disney and everything. It's always oh, just integral to right. it. He wanted more he wanted more people dancing in that cantina. That was just George Lucas just sharing the rhythm. But this this German thing, I don't I don't get it because it, it somehow morphs into it might like you said, Zach, it might be a separate thing, but it's a German parody like almost like saturday night live style commercial about chewbacca gum is that supposed to be funny chew gum chewbacca chewing tobacco chewing gum is that what that was supposed to be i guess i guess we should say this folks like we once again it'll be in the show notes it's titled star wars german variety tv 1980 (laughs) it's on youtube i highly encourage you watch this i think that's what the show was called too it's called Star Wars German Variety. Star TV. Wars German Variety Show 1983. <laughs> you watch Mandatory Friday. Join us on Mandatory Fridays for Star Wars German Zition. Oh, yeah, this is, this, this is like just straight up bizarre. Because they're playing is, all, they're playing Galactic Funk, which was just like, like most parody. Most yeah. German things. This is most bizarre to anyone not in Germany. Look how strange this universe is. Uh, Speeder is in space. It should be in atmosphere. How crazy. <laughs> well, I like that Chewbacca shows up eventually, and he has like a, like a legit like gun gun, not like, like a Star Wars yeah. gun. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got just a rifle, and he looks bad. He looks bad, and then like and when they get to that actual Chewbacca commercial, like the droids, he gets worse. He looks worse. 
Yeah, he looks starts more look like the like uh, like the Bigfoot that was like the mascot of like the Seattle Supersonics or something like that or like like the Jack Links or whatever uh, beef jerky Bigfoot. He looks like that, but like a guy with a bad costume of it. Yeah, because I mean, at one point, like after they're done singing, we have the woman come out like in the spangly dress, <laughs> and it's like I see three PO's like waving to the crowd. Han Solo and like off-brand Chewbacca. Oh, at one point we oh, need to talk about that Chewbacca tries to lift up the woman's like dress. Yes, and, yes. and Han Solo has to shoo him away because he's an animal. They didn't <laughs> understand the character. Like, yeah, he's just a beast, but he's like a man beast, so he'll do stuff like that. Uh, Han Solo looks even weirder than Chris Christopherson. He just he has a mustache, which any off-brand Han Solo, I guess, must have either a beard or a mustache in the seventies. And then we even like right before we get to the commercial about the uh, R2D2 vacuum cleaner, it's a shot of the Starship Enterprise. Yes. With <laughs> God. Perfect. Yeah, this is. Uh... And then we have the guy like with the lightsaber, which I think that feels more like real short lightsabers. Those were those were like the traffic guys you saw as a kid, and we're like, oh, they're almost lightsabers. They're like at the airport, the guys who like direct the planes. Yes. Yes, that's what they had, and it just colored it blue. Yeah, because I think because I think Darth well, Darth Vader has something written on his shirt toward the end too, doesn't he? Okay, yeah, he, Darth Vader has a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Sanger, why wouldn't he have a shirt? It does and, say and drama something. That you all have to wear shirts. It's mandatory. He's got like steampunk gears or like you know oven dials on his uh, little plate, and yeah, there is a shirt. I think. I think it says I hate Kira. <laughs> which must be which must be like the most oddly prescient thing to ever happen in Star Wars like spoof culture. <laughs> it says I it says I hate it looks like K I R A. It it's almost as prophetic as Donnie and Marie being brothers and sisters. It's strange. So you're saying spoiler alert. Oh, so you have to. Of course, but yeah, that costume. Oh boy, that Chewbacca costume is uh like it's like country bear jamboree level. Like, <laughs> like it's clearly like it is a. It's not supposed to be him. Someone found this and he's like, okay, we'll make it work. Just, just put like a bandolier on him. No one's gonna question it. Yeah, notice I didn't ask. You think this is Peter Mayhew? No, I know this is not. I, even though Mark Hamill's here, I I'm pretty sure that was Peter Mayhew on Donnie and Marie. There's no way Mark Hamill went out to the thing, and Mark Hamill has commented on this. He was like, "Yeah, I got you know, I got offered to do this." I was like, "What? What? I'll just learn a little German. No one will ever know I did this." And then, oh no, forty years later, the internet exists and it's out there. So he kind of owns it. He realizes it's terrible because Mark Hamill sings. I don't know what he's singing. I don't know the lyrics. I don't know German. I don't know what he's singing, but it's really terrible. <laughs> You're telling me you don't dig like off-brand Donnie and Marie Osmond like singing and dancing <laughs> on top of a snow speeder? Billy van Happy End mit Miss Berlin. Was sagen Sie da? Auf Schönheitskönigin steht auch Papa. 
it, it is kind of like Don, off-brand Donnie and Marie, but wh- whoever is the host of the show is too serious, and he's too he's speaking German too they're, fast. They're, Their clips are screwed up. They're German. They, I don't think they... They're, them being funny is like the most serious thing you'll ever hear in your life. I Next think, up is I, joke made by American. We all laugh. I think the Chewbacca gum was probably like the top German joke from like the 70s through 80s. They might not... <laughs> I mean, we know about it now. I don't. I can't tell you any other German joke of the time, but somehow Chewbacca gum is. Get it, Chew. It was all dance after that. <laughs> I guess I ask you, Russ: Is there a wrong way to dance on top of a snowspeeder in space? You keep no. saying that they're doing it wrong, but like, come on. No, yeah, Mark, fix your face. He's just jealous because he knows it's his snow speeder. He's like, it shouldn't be here. What? What am I? You know, why am I on a moon? What happened here? I Life turned down Donnie and Marie. Back. I turned down Donnie and Marie, and I ended up here. Donnie <laughs> wanted to be the wizard. They asked me. <laughs> he wanted to be Obi Kobe Kenobi, but they had to get Red Fox. Because he wasn't doing anything right then. <laughs> he had a spare five minutes to record that. <laughs> they they met him in the parking lot of his like of just <laughs> something he was doing. And they, they find the snow speeder and they see the actor that played Dak is still in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts taking more stuff off of him. He's like, I, I almost got all everything you had. Uh, I, you, you, you have to take your wallet now. I, got, I already got your thing that will shoot me up on the walker. All right, Rob, do you have any input about the German variety show? Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, I had some urgent communication. I missed some of our conversation, but I yeah, came right much. back in. When you were discussing what you thought uh, Darth Vader's shirt says, <laughs> so it says so Germany this, will win another World Cup. You watch this. This is like uh, this is the little bit of the German uh, thing that we watch that starts with where we see like a little animated shot of the Enterprise, right? Yes. I, so I thought his shirt said "I hate Kirk," like Captain. <laughs> oh. Kirk. oh. Perfect. <laughs> so that's I was kind of blown away. This was what stood out to be the most, I think, from everything we watched because I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this like Star Trek slash Star Wars thing that they're making us see? <laughs> that's a good point. That's now that's funny. Darth, go okay. That should be a Halloween costume, wearing a Darth Vader helmet with a T-shirt that says "I hate Kirk" with the cape. <laughs> I could probably. I have a Vader mask here, and I I could make a shirt that says, "All right, all right, challenge accepted." Yes. First person <laughs> to get their picture taken at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge dressed just like that. We will send you a Knights of Vader mug. <laughs> oh, I dig oh, it. Man. I dig it. I think the other thing I wanted to highlight, it made me laugh hysterically, is it the the first little bit where there's the singing over the footage from Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader shows up playing the wedding music on some type of horn. That had me rolling. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah, this budget Vader was down to jam. I, he he did put it into it. His, his costume might have been bad, but he has definitely <laughs> had the passion going. And then I, I I think I gathered from hearing everybody comment on this. We we're all on the same level of confusedness about what this is. Or did anybody look into where this is from or what any of it means? It's drama and television. How can you not be confused? No, this was mandatory. Where my accent's going? Mandatory Friday. This was Star Trek time. I mean, Star Wars time. Whatever. <laughs> we hate Kirk. We hate Kirk. We love. We love the droids. I like how the top thumbs up comment is. This is it. This is why West Germany outlasted the East. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
just had to feel good at the time, right? I don't know. Did they even? Did Ger- I mean, yeah, I guess Germans did know Star Wars. I mean, just it's uh, this is their Donnie and Marie. This is their holiday special. This weird Chewbacca commercial for gum and Mark Hamill singing on a moon just to them. Apparently, Mark Hamill said, "Quote: I remember not wanting to wear a gold jumpsuit like a rejected <laughs> member of ABBA, or if I could memorize dialogue in a foreign language, but thought." Who cares? No one outside of Germany will ever see this. Thanks to the internet, nothing ever goes away. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. This is great. That's how times have changed. It's not like if Oscar Isaac went in, um, you know, did something weird like this in like Hungary or something, and it was just like, ah, no, 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 I'll just go do this. Like, no, we would know immediately. Like, you can't hide this for 20, 30 years. Adam Driver couldn't go do this in France, and we wouldn't know he was dancing as Kylo Ren. <laughs> we would find out immediately. Well, the sad thing is, like, this would have happened today. Like, Lucasfilm would be like on the phone, like, with every single lawyer being like, it'd be like, oh, God. It's a big Who fire everything. that snow speeder to again? Hold on. This looks real. <laughs> Someone's on the phone. If we want one of those. We want one of those. It's like we want a ship. We want one of those. What are you going to do with it? We're going to have it flying in space where it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to tow cable the moon, and the moon is Mark <laughs> Hamill. <laughs> There's not a lot of information on this, from what I can tell. From what I'm looking up right now, I can't find like a lot of like. Uh, like a backstory to it, unfortunately. Okay. No, it's like that Mark Hamill tweet exists and the video exists and that's it. But it's worth checking out, folks. If we haven't already inserted like the entire like 12 minute clip in here somewhere, please go watch it. It is, uh, you will not be bored. And please, we should, that's another piece of Knights of Vader merchandise. On top of the Star Wars ba- uh, bar neon sign, we're going to have I Hate Kirk t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, bringing that back, people would think that's so petty, and I get the reference like, dude, come on, I'm not wearing I hate uh, Han Solo shirt. Where I thought we were cool. I mean, there is a there is another I hate um, Star Trek thing coming up soon. If we get to it. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. I guess we should say that. Like, didn't that anybody else see the story recently that apparently like people have been like finding like. People are going to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge wearing like Starfleet uniforms, and someone like, took a couple <laughs> oh, of pictures awesome. of it and sent it to William Shatner. And William Shatner got like so triggered about it, and he's like, "See, this is why it's bombing at Disneyland. It's that people don't want this." <laughs> and William Shatner got like insanely triggered over it. People do not want this. I always wanted to show up as a future person at a Ren Fest, but this sounds almost as good. <laughs> <laughs> I am at this strange land These people No technology And just you know Get you know kicked out immediately I actually saw I was so interested I Oh man future person at a Ren Fair That's great they would, they, I actually I looked into it And somehow I typed in future person Ren Fest And there is one Ren Fest I don't remember where it was But they have one day where they call it future day And they go come to the Ren Fest as a person From the future I was like my dream real okay I could do it And more people will be doing it It's one joke being just nailed into the ground For an afternoon it sounds fun could could I go to a Ren Fair as someone from the pe- even further past? <laughs> even further caveman technology. What is this? This 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 shiny thing. You got a sundial belt with like a bunch of wires <laughs> on it. <or> <laughs> 
me who made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Isn't that a Big Bang Theory sketch? Like, doesn't that there there once? is there there is where they go to the they go to a rent fair or something, and everyone dresses up except for Sheldon because he dresses up as Spock. Spock. Right. Yeah. He has like the like with the record like the tricorder or something. He's like, yeah. Oh, well, Mister Show did it first. All right, Sheldon, get out of here. I don't know. Go Maybe we have kid. to listen to an episode of Cinemodities to find out. Oh Woo. boy, folks! <laughs> the non the non member of Cinemodities is plugging. I think that's the highest form of uh, promotion we'll ever be able to reach, right, Rob? Indeed, especially, and it's Mister Show as well. <laughs> all right, I'm going. I'm going back and looking at the I Hate Kirk shirt, and everything about this might be fantastic. <laughs> it's like a silvery, like metallic, like color, and the Darth Vader mask. Like the call, considering that, like by at least the 1980s, Darth Vader masks weren't hard to come by. Like at that point, they were pumping like all the Star Wars merch out. Like it is such a poorly done mask. Like it looks like, like it is just like it baffling. looks like the Revenge of the Nerds mask where he goes and takes <laughs> Betty in the freaking place. It looks like his the bad Revenge of the Nerds Vader costume. It really does. Like it's just that, like the cape, and I really yeah, genuinely and it's like a top hat almost. He might as well have the, like a magician's hat on. It makes no sense. I really genuinely want I hate Kirk shirt now. I you know really what? want that. Um, I just googled that. Oh, I hate Kirk. And um, apparently a lot of people hate Kirk Cobain. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting this this, this avenue, but here I am. Yeah, but all those say I-H-8. This is different. We just wanted, we don't need the abbreviation. Yeah, I think it's Who hates Kirk Cobain? (laughs) Oh my God, why would the... When when Captain Kirk is so much more hateable, come on. (laughs) Change those logos around. All right. Anything else about German Star Wars, or can we move on to uh, more yeah, modern parodies? Modern. Yeah, let's, let's, the let's, modern, go modern. let's go modern. But let's all somehow right. skip over all the relevant stuff that involves Robot Chicken and Family Guy, so Zinger can be angry. Yes, Zinger, be angry. I'm let, mad. Let Let's think about it. You get you. the star. You'll probably get to do a Star Wars special right before. Oh my God! Why am I blanking on the name of our unreleased Star Wars thing? Star Wars Errors, what's it called? That's what it should have been called, Star Wars Errors. Star Wars Errors. Star Wars Road Closed. (laughs) Detours. Star Wars Slippery When Wet. There we go, yeah. Yeah. Star Wars Bridge Ices Before Road or something. (laughs) Slow Children at Play. (laughs) Yes. Rob, Star do you have Wars that road sign? Child area. <laughs> I do. I don't have. I don't have any children related ones. I do have a detour sign though, so that works. Ooh. Oh boy, Zanger dreams. And I do have true. the road closed ahead. Star oh, Wars see, no see parking those? Monday through Friday. <laughs> I do. I do have a no parking under threat of towing uh, sign, so that would work. Perfect. Star Wars drug free school zone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have one of those, but I have a sidewalk closed. That that works too. I have a so, no left turn. So what <laughs> non <laughs> so what non chicken related thing are we doing first? <laughs> All right. I like how this this, this episode's devolved into just naming road signs. It's just like okay, everybody's just immediately once Russ started making sure everyone's just yes. running through their mind, and like okay, which sign has he not done yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just devolved Star into that question. sign? <laughs> Finally, my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
for for the roadside enthusiast that we know listens to the podcast, we are this this episode at this point is for you. And if you want a <laughs> reference, get that railroad reference at RR Russ and Rob where we started this. Oh. Get it. It's it. Dang. Star Wars Railroad Crossing. I love it. Dang. I, do have, I do have a railroad crossing sign, so that's perfect. Good God. <laughs> Somewhere Russ completely disenfranchised any listeners in the country of New Zealand, but he gained us a complete 100% market share when it comes to sign. I've seen, I've seen the podcast stats from New Zealand, all right? It's not impressive. Guys, <laughs> there he goes step again. it up. <laughs> Come up with your own podcast. Stop trying to steal ours. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's you. You want to do some Chappelle show or whitest kid you know? Uh, Chappelle show should should anchor this, in my opinion. But that's just me speaking out loud. All right, who wants to take Rob? Do you want to take this? Considering this is your area of expertise. Yeah, I what? guess I guess Chappelle I should. Chappelle show guess... or whitest kid you know? Both. So uh, I don't know when. Uh, right now, uh, if if you listen to Cinemonity, Zach and I exist in a time loop. We have no idea when things are actually occurring. I think for this, I have no clue what's happening. I don't know if the time this releases, you'll get to hear anything Cinemodities related. It might have been purged from the internet, you know, like Mute R. Kelly by this point. But if you did not know, Zach and I set out to discuss some sketch comedy and we discussed Chappelle's show for four hours. Of course, that's not all in the episode, but one of the things that got cut was something I really wanted to pick his brain about, which was Dave Chappelle's Jedi Sex Scandal Sketch. And that's what we're going to talk about now. So I think in the best way to put it, which I don't know if our, our fellow Knights of Vader's got to see, but in the original episode where this sketch airs, Dave Chappelle introduces it in front of the live audience by saying that this next sketch is about bad sex. Some really bad sex. So, <laughs> audience, buckle up. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what else was going on in this episode, actually, on that note? Because I was trying to figure out which episode this was from. Uh, I think it's season one, episode seven. Uh, I would have to yeah, look in my notes right. for the exact. But like I said, Zach and I discussed I way too much Chappelle's also, show. I think this one also had the reparations news report. Uh, I think it no, might have been a, that one. That's, 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 early, no, that's earlier. That's a different one. I yeah. do remember, though, that this had to come out sometime between 2002 and 2005. This is post a. Uh, Attack of the Clones and pre uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? This was in yeah. that like little sweet spot. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yes, definitely. season one, episode seven. So this would have been like two thousand three, two thousand four timeline. Yeah, yeah a lot of people. Are, I mean, see, there weren't. I'll, I'll say there were not a lot of like TV parodies going on at the time, especially of the prequels themselves. I mean, we got we got the Weird Al song like right out the gate. I think I might have seen that video before I even saw the uh, episode one. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds right to me. That I saw that and going, yeah, I kind of know what I'm going into with this, and I already know the story of Anakin Skywalker. But now I get to hear a song about it. But this kind of this was there was not a lot of stuff between like, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. This is kind of the only really funny thing that exists. Oh, and it, interesting. It it's it's messed up. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so it, I guess it, as I an sh- old time Star Wars fan, maybe kind of like, oh man, come on, seriously, I grew up Catholic. We're gonna really go after Yoda. <laughs> I kind of like I kind of <laughs> actually felt bad. I was like, oh man, I knew, Chappelle, I knew you'd come after something I cared about one day. God dang it, why did you have to do it like this? <laughs> So I, one, I was actually going to do the intro to this with me just speaking the, trying to do a spoken word version of the entire song by Weird Al, but 
I figured I get caught on too too quickly, so I'll save that for another episode. So it's kind of funny you mentioned that. And yes, that that <laughs> is the greatest thing because um because every time I need to remember how old they were. He was nine, she was fourteen, but he's probably gonna marry her someday. That's how I always remember that. Thanks to that song. Thanks, Weird Al, for uh, letting us know from the start how uh, where this was going. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 But as to the Chappelle show, man. It's one of those things I every now and then just like forget how amazing Chappelle show was. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to binge everything about this. Again. Oh, yeah. And, and this one in particular, where you just like the voices, the makeup. It's so stupid too, it. It's such in the vein of the show. It's so bad. It's so great. I mean, this, uh, if you're going to say like, I mean, more like, like offensive Star Wars skits, I mean, there, other than you know going into porn territory, I mean, this is pretty rough. This is for like Chappelle couldn't have done any better with this as far as uh as as far as his style of comedy is doing this. I love it. I also really like the fact that, and, and it's funny because it's like this. This is how old again? How when when was this? God, uh, sixteen two, years ago. Yeah, yeah, two thousand three, two thousand four. And somehow Samuel Jackson is still the exact same person. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, the 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 Samuel Jackson thing was just oh this is just him being Samuel Jackson, which was great because that's a callback, isn't it? The um the yes, I hope they die and every I, I feel like that's a callback, isn't it? To an earlier Chappelle show sketch. No, what would happen is that uh, the beginning of season two is the Sam Jackson beer commercial. Okay, because I was oh, like I thought that's okay. what that was calling back to. Oh, no, the uh, so the Sam Jackson beer he... is actually calling back to this. It's a smooth taste. You should try. It. I don't remember the exact wording of it. It'll get that's you a... drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see Deep Blue Sea? Have you ever seen my shark? Have you ever seen my movies? Juice. That was a good one. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, but but it's great because like they they do the whole sketch. They cut to Mace Windu, and it's just Samuel Jackson. No, I like how you look at his name. He's listed as Mace, and then in quotation marks, Samuel <laughs> Jackson. Jackson. Yes, Win- yes. Win- no, it's not Windu. It's Window. Window, and, uh, yeah. And I love how he's got the it's, – it's, it's Kegel hat, isn't it? Or Kegel or Kegel? Kegel? Kangol. 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 Yeah, so it's, it's one of the kangaroo, which was like his thing during like yes. the 2000s. To now. I, he said, I, I thought he quit it now. I thought it was done. Oh, I I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I might have just depressed somebody. Kanga ain't paying anymore. You're out of here. And he throws it. I guess I'm talking about the actual sketch itself. What it is is that a Jedi Master Yoda is caught in a sex abuse scandal. And there's videotape footage of the alleged abuse. I feel like that is a parody on like it's a direct parody of something else. Well, no, at the time, this is when the whole, like, Catholics, Catholic Church, like, abuse scandal was just blowing up, and it was undeniable yeah. in the news, and he's just like, what's another religion? Oh, I know, let's do a Star Wars one where Yoda's, I mean, doing the Yodaverse, Yoda, Yoda in, entering the Yodaverse, and doing the Yoda voice, <laughs> there um, that Yoda voice and being creepy, it's too perfect. And especially Obi-Wan. I mean, it's easy to make Obi-Wan kind of creepy, especially if you like from an Alex Guinness like perspective, you know? But no, I was talking about the video where it's like we we we've attained a video of uh, <laughs> of the, the the of the incident and it's the 
where it cuts to like one of the things and it's like so and so snorts white powder. I'm yes. like, is that a reference to something I'm just not remembering from back then? No, no, it's just I mean, unless you're talking about like Marion Barry, like the mayor okay. of DC, but that was even in the eighties. Yeah, vid- yeah, maybe okay, it is I, a reference to Marion Barry doing Coke and he was the mayor of Washington DC. Because I, I love be. how the how how it has the little text of saying <laughs> saying um Yoda snorts white powder, and then it shows Yoda, and it says Qui Gon snorts white powder, and it, it never shows him doing it, but it's just like funny because I'm like, I feel like this is referencing something I just don't remember. Because that's that that's the one problem with some variety shows and stuff. Like if you didn't live through that time frame or don't know exactly what they're referencing, you kind of miss a lot of the jokes sometimes. Yeah, they are really topical. I'm sure Donnie Marie would throw in like references over our head like crazy. People are talking about like, you idiots. You didn't the political that... commentary is on point. You didn't realize that Paul Lynn was really Spiro Agnew and he was talking about the you Nixon fools. administration. You, you idiots. idiots. How how did you not know that? How did you not know that this was all about Watergate? He's stupid. He's, he's, what are you talking about? Our, our Star Wars parody was on point about Watergate, and nobody picked up on that. They just thought we were trying to be topical with with, with the pop culture. But no, we, we were sending a direct message to somebody, and they didn't know who they were. This Vader we literally quoted... Nice- Vader quoted G. Gordon Liddy, and you, you just, you millennials, just you don't understand it was a different time. These guys are from Harvard, and he wrote this. It's funny. Just get over it. <laughs> Richard Pryor to, to, chimed in, too. He helped. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. He got the, why do you think he got the monsters? He wrote the great jokes. <laughs> No, that was a tangent, folks. I wish <laughs> there's a whole thing from Knights of Vader tangents. Russ just uh, placed somewhere in it. <laughs> look, 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 dude. It's not hard to go from Richard Pryor to Dave Chappelle. A lot of respect there. Mutual, man, both top of the game standouts. Both had variety shows on TV. Both did a Star Wars sketch with it. Both kind of lasted probably the same amount of time, only about two, three years, maybe. I mean, that makes sense, but didn't your tangent end with Richard Pryor? <laughs> That would have been a better description if your tangent started with Richard Pryor. Damn, I don't think these tangents. <laughs> don't dig into the tangent too much; it falls apart. They're held together by by by, by crazy glue and, and like double sided sticky tape. <laughs> somehow, Gordon G. Gordon Liddy was thrown in there. Somehow, that's when he really lost me, folks. <laughs> nice and bear now requires a history textbook to get the references. <laughs> Ross, are you? That was are you, Donnie and Marie's fault, not mine. Ross, are you possibly Dennis Miller? Is there a good chance? <laughs> oh God, no! Are, All right, are now you I'll Dennis stop. Miller? To... <laughs> Folks, you know what? This entire thing about being Ray Romano, George Lucas is an elaborate set, subterfuge. We have Dennis Miller on the podcast. <laughs> Look, Monday Night Football wasn't working. Uh, Going to come here. I got kicked off the Christian Broadcasting Republican Network. I'm here. I'm talking Lucas, babe. What is these Ewoks? <laughs> now they're blinking. Oh my lord! No, oh it's 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 a great parody. Like I said, my my favorite part of it is the Sam Jackson stuff. And and like I said, it's sad because I thought this was a callback to the beer commercial and didn't know that it was the setup to the beer commercial because Chappelle show for me just blends into like one long like thing now because like when I watch I just watch clips from it I don't watch it from beginning to end because 
it, it has, I guess, vague continuity with itself, but, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I would not, re- I would not remember that this came before the Sam Jackson skit. Well, even like the whole thing that we have with like, we have the, again, the Yoda and the captions where it's like gin sniffs white powder Yeah, and right before that Yoda's like, Ooh, good blow. This is, <laughs> it's like, it's like, get down. Do you? Yes, I do. Master Yoda. <laughs> And I think it's interesting, again, the fact that, like, I guess it's supposed to be Qui-Gon Jinn. He's only referred to as Jinn, but it's, like, it's very clearly a flamboyant yeah. gay man. Like, a very flamboyant. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, you wouldn't be, like, that's another hallmark of the Cinemonides conversation. So, like, everything on Chappelle's show you cannot get away with today. Yoda, isn't it true you knew of these abuses in 1977? No about sex with boys. Yoda did not. <laughs> Tired Yoda is. Resign, he will. Yoda, then how do you explain the recently uncovered tape that seems to implicate you in a cover up of Jedi Boy Touching? Yoda, that was not. Then who was it? Mickey Rooney, maybe? Over this interview is. <laughs> Can we roll the footage of that tape in question? Well, if he didn't want it, he shouldn't have worn that fancy parade. Ooh, about it, tell me. <laughs> Transfer you are. Ooh. Oh. Get down, do you? I would just like to say that this council will have zero tolerance for any sexual deviancy regarding our Jedi Knights. Mace, Mace, Mace. Question here. Mace, do you feel that the Jedis who committed these kind of crimes deserve to die? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell! Strong words from Mr. Window. Like there's nothing something short of a miracle that like Comedy Central still airs it like on reruns at like two thirty in the morning on like Sunday nights. But like, like even the whole thing where we have like, we haven't even talked to this part of the sketch where like we cut to Darth Mater, 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 yeah, where he shows where he shows him the doll and where yeah. did he uh, touch you? Oh, I love like, that. I love that line. My master said the force was strong in me. <laughs> and then he gave me a wine cooler. <laughs> <laughs> like that is just that is such a great way to to make fun of Star Wars. And also, of course, the fact that they are silhouetting an all black character. <laughs> New Center Three has been covering this story for some time, and earlier today I caught up with the former Jedi Knight who first made these allegations. My master said <laughs> the force was strong in me. And gave me a wine cooler. <laughs> then he made me wear a blindfold and reach into his pants to look for the force. Are you sighing or are you just breathing normally? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Son, I... I know this is difficult for you, but 
you show me on the doll where he touched you? Point at him. Miguel, you heard the man. Cut the goddamn tape. Just cut it. I was just young and curious. And I love that it's a Darth Vader doll. Doll. You can clearly see that it's actually a doll of himself. Yep. Can you show us on the doll where he touched you? And just, I love that's when they choose, like, forget about like just like the lines and the timing. Is I love how the doll is positioned in the frame and it's silhouetted too. We should point out the doll is also silhouetted <laughs> and the doll is like he's holding it from like, oh god, from like the chest like to the head, like upside down. And the way, like, the again, the legs are positioned and the way the finger <laughs> just points directly at the crotch. It's, it's it's again. It's one of those things that we don't talk about, like a Chappelle show, but just like the camera placement, and just the way everything's just kind of positioned in the frame. It's uh, it's comedy firing on all cylinders, and just how it caps off with, "Can we cut tape?" Yeah, Miguel, come on, cut tape. <laughs> keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's uh, no. it's solid. The Muppets, like- the Muppets were never going to go there with this. This is why we got to appreciate <laughs> the modern parodies. Uh, I, I I love it all, but yeah, the modern stuff is is so great. Like you, also, you couldn't do that stuff in the eighties. We're missing another one too. Well, it's the thing at the very end, right? Oh no, no, no! I, I was saying we're missing another very modern parody. The, um, the Adam, yeah, yeah, the Adam Driver. Um, that's not the raunchy. undercover boss. That's not raunchy at all. Oh, we were going for raunchy with these. Well, let me tell you about a few Robot Chicken episodes. <laughs> Well, think about like I guess we should point out that like the reason why we're like highlighting these is that these are all kind of like outside maybe the Muppets one they're all kind of weird in their own right. Yeah, right. these came on television. People, people when they only had four channels on television and this was on, they had to watch this. It was nothing else there. Especially Muppets. I, don't know, I can't speak for Germans. They that was mandatory. Donnie and Marie. <laughs> The holiday special, all these things. There was nothing else on you. If you were a kid at the time, you saw this and you didn't know what was going on. You hadn't even seen Empire or Return of the Jedi yet. You're like, well, I guess Star Wars is going here now. Or at that point, you're like, oh, wait, we're getting more of this? (laughs) Yeah, great. Perfect. I can't wait to see what Chewbacca's kid looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think it's so funny, though. Like, you look at all these, like, parodies and stuff from, like, the 80s and even, like, with Chappelle's show. And then we'll get to the whitest kids you know sketch with John Williams. But you juxtapose (laughs) that now. (laughs) um, You juxtapose that now with, oh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 comes out. And Lucasfilm tells them they can't have Kylo Ren in the movie because they're afraid it'll damage the brand. What? That happened? Yeah, that was stormtroopers. A... There were stormtroopers in Racket Ralph too, right? I know. Yeah, and they no, wanted... they they were first order troopers. Yeah, I saw. I watched it just like a week ago because my niece was over. Um, oh, that's weird. So they they really want they wanted Kylo Ren in, but they did, yeah. they thought that being in Racket Ralph, which is not yeah. bad, uh, yeah. they would ruin the brand. I don't. Oh no. Yeah, because what it was was um, the directors of Wreck-It Ralph too. When the movie was like like being released in theaters, were doing the press rounds, and they're like, "Oh, like what characters like did you want to include and not like get it, like you couldn't or just like you didn't have the time to?" And they're like, "Oh, we really want to do Kylo Ren," and we talked to Lucasfilm about it, and they're like, "We don't want you making fun of our villain." And that and they're like, "That's and that we asked and they answer. We can't do, like they say no. We can't go around them." 
Well, we don't want you guys making fun of our hero for this. Uh, oh, crud. I, I, I've revealed too much again. <laughs> <laughs> Darn I it. see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the last bit of the Chappelle show sketch is that we cut to like a man on the street interview. Oh, and we yeah. have, and we, and we have, I and even we ha- brought this up and I forgot about it. <laughs> And we have a Trekkie being interviewed saying about how this would never happen under Kirk's watch. And we have a guy dressed up as Darth Maul run up behind him. And there actually was some debate on the Cinemonides discussion that you won't hear as to what this guy, the Darth Maul guy, does to the Star Trek fan. <laughs> okay, yes. okay. I'm, I'm going to look this up real quick. Oh, oh, I was going to look it up and analyze it frame by frame, much like, much like I had to do with a certain Star Destroyer. Well, if Zenger wants to do that, I can answer it immediately because I've already watched this twice. <laughs> <laughs> I I am firmly in the wedgie category now, Zach. That's what my current belief is. Okay, so so what was the Wait. other option? Sonic. Yeah, he took the double bladed thing and he put it. He pointed to where the doll was and did that Sod- part. Oh. Sodomy. Okay. Am I allowed to say sodomy on here, Zach? Is that going to get bleeped out? We may never know what really happened, but. People on the street have been reacting to this news all day. This never would have happened in the world of Star Trek because the fleet commanders would not have allowed... You can't prove that! A simple statement of protest from an angry young geek. When we come back, gay droid marriage, should it be legalized? This queer couple says yes. I don't That's know. Maybe hard. we'll maybe we'll bleep half the word. Maybe we'll bluff. You can't like say bleep on this show. <laughs> sodomy, sodomy, sodomy. <laughs> Thank Look, you. Vader knew on the doll where this was going to happen. This that part also kind of reminds me of. Have you guys ever seen the uh, courage? Uh, not courage. Uh, uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog in the line for episode two. Yes, and, and, and yeah, he's telling Darth. And that at one point, Spock shows up and he just flips off everybody that's waiting in line. Like that's one of my uh, favorite things ever. I wonder if that's happening. That is a wedgie. That is one hundred percent a wedgie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fine. But he screams a little too loud for a wedgie. Like somebody gives you a nerd. That underwear is reinforced to to avoid wedgies, and and obviously that mall guy just tears through it. The force wedgie. Yeah, Yeah, it's a force wedgie. He uses his force. He has. But the only thing that made me wonder is that considering that the entire, like, bit of this sketch is, like, sexual harassment. But he, he pulls up. You can see the pull-up motion. Oh, does he? I never noticed that. This oh, no, is I why you don't Zanger, realize that, it's not the proper, that it's not the right Star Destroyer, Zach. No, no, no. Star so Wars. I, I agree with the, you, Zach. This is the film of Star Wars parodies at this point. <laughs> what are we never going to know? I agree with you, Zenger. It is a pulling motion. That's why I'm now in the wedgie <laughs> camp. But you have to understand that in our original discussion, it was very much a lot about, you know, did did they get told no? Like Dave Chappelle wanted more of the sodomy and they got told no and they had to go with a wedgie. That was a good part of it. So that's, I think, what Zach is getting at. At least an hour, that four-hour-long discussion was trying to debate what was going on in this moment. <laughs> yeah. but, that's, but that's a nerd thing to do is to give somebody a wedgie. So you're saying that nerds do not sodomize each other? Is that correct? Oh, what, what if Darth <laughs> How did we Maul get gave, here? Gave, what if Darth Maul gave Obi Wan a wedgie, or like back in there? How funny would that have been? Right before he threw him off. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that should become a major plot point of episode nine, wedgies, force wedgies. The Sith ability, yeah. <laughs> That's how they defeat Palpatine. <laughs> there, there's some abilities oh. some might call unnatural. <laughs> Perfect. Wedgie Antilles, thank you. <laughs> it, it was all right in front of you the whole time. Take a bow, Russ. Take a bow. Yeah, all right, there we go. He's peaked, folks. There's no real, you know. I hope, I hope you enjoyed Russ at this point on this podcast. Thank you. I gotta now. go. Remember Alderaan. Down with the Empire. I have to go. Chewbacca needs me. <laughs> and he's out. Oh, boy. All right. Are we ready to move on to the whitest kid you know? Which is us. Rob made that exact same joke on the Samadis oh, episode about it. Dang it. I think any, any group of white people that have discussed this title have made that joke. <laughs> well, we are discuss. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear this Okay, so everybody, song competition, Knights of Vader song competition, five minutes. I, call I get the bathroom. No, you don't get oh, the bathroom. Oh, the bathroom. He, he called it. He called it. <laughs> the dog is going to be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. So break down this sketch for us. Oh, so so uh, in the whitest kids you know, if you're not familiar with it, a common thing they like to do is take uh, famous artists. They don't really go for composers. Is the one time they did it, but they will basically reimagine that artist's uh, creative process. And for this sketch. They choose John Williams. And apparently, according to the whitest kids you know, John Williams goes about his daily life just constantly vocalizing the music that he's thinking about. I Very mean, much in the you? vein of bum 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 And comedy ensues. <laughs> so I know I asked Zach, and, and I think you confirmed it, but this is actually how John Williams creates his songs for Star Wars and Harry Potter, right? I'm pretty sure. At least that's how he, he did Jaws. Okay, okay. I think some of them, some of the songs probably come from um, the wife and the kid, Sherwin, Sherwin <laughs> Williams. <laughs> it's not really vivid. That's great. It's going to be written on Sanger's tombstone, like, like the obituary in the paper. Died from a Sherwin-Williams pun joke. <laughs> uh, no, so I've always loved this sketch. I'm, I've always loved taking a composer and, and you know, looking this process. I think some of the little bits they put him in, I, like, I love where he's driving and he pulls up to the drive-thru and he's just getting really into a song <laughs> at the drive-thru and the attendant is like, sir, can I take your order? And he goes, bum, 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 I'll have a number three medium. Hold on a minute. I'll take a number four large and a two medium. So, so no, I, I, I've always dug this, especially as kind of a side parody of Star Wars. Like, it's almost a meta parody of Star Wars, at least relative to the other ones we've been discussing. Oh, this is a deep one. 
the people that would get this joke too, they know that nerds are obsessed. When you can do a skit about the guy who wrote the music of the movie that you're obsessed with, and everyone a lot, a good amount of people immediately would be like, "Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, we know John Williams. Oh, oh, this is great." He did not egot though. I'm sad. No, oh, he'll try. People who've won an Academy Award, an Emmy, a Grammy, and a Tony. He has not won a Grant uh, Tony. He has won an Academy. I don't know. Award. You definitely said you definitely said EGOT, and then didn't say Oscar. So I don't know if, if all that information was on point. But Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, right? Yeah, Zenger yeah. said Academy Award. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I did. Oops. I, uh, I mean, we can play it back. But yeah, I heard no O in your EGOT. <laughs> Rob, he's still delirious from the Sherwin Williams joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. From, the from brain the... cells are just slowly coming back. The, ox- yeah, the but... oxygenation is returning. <laughs> he does have a Spike Guys Choice Award, though. So it's, <laughs> Do you know it's a little closer what? than most of us. Uh, Spike Guys, the Spike Network's Guys Choice Award. So, he, yeah, but what did he get an award for? Radness music in a rad video game for Radness for Battlefront 2. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? Is that real? <laughs> It better That's be <laughs> way more important than the e- than EGOT. You need that award to really mean anything. <laughs> you, you, God dang it, you do. But Rob, why is John Williams doing this? Why? What drives him? What is he trying to score in this? <laughs> oh yes, he's trying to come up with music for George Lucas's new Indiana Jones Star Wars crossover, and specifically the song that uh, incites a lot of the music competitions. Is he's trying to come up with the theme. For when Short Round marries that Ewok. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would love to see that scene in a film. And and I think the music he does come up with fits fits well. But I do have to mention that, you know, when we get the scene of John Williams laying in bed, his wife is asleep next to him and he's still going bump 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 bump. And then he, he gets to the song that he re- that he thinks will work and he hums like bump 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 bump. And that's actually music that's in a fake commercial of a different episode of Whitest Kids You Know. Oh, wow. But it is a song. God, this is a deep cut. Yes, it's a very deep cut. And I think Zach's going to love where this goes. The song that he's humming the music for is when they do a fake commercial where you can buy the songs of olden times. So it's like (laughs) people have put to songs like music from from earliest of human civilization and one of them is called child bride and it has lyrics like you are my child bride you are my father groom and that's the song he's humming for when short round marries that ewok about child bride. so wait a second which came first the humming of this song or that commercial so is it a callback to that commercial or did it lead to that commercial the commercial Airs in an earlier uh, episode of season uh, hold five. Hold on, hold on, stop, stop. It has been five minutes. All right, song contest time. Go. Zach, you're first. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm pumped. <laughs> Zach, go. <laughs> Do the THS, THX logo first. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was hilarious, but Zach, go. Seriously, come on. Pass. Show us what you got. Show us what you got. <laughs> Eliminated. <laughs> Gotta get Swifty in here. <laughs> well, get Swifty then. Gotta get Swifty. Get low on the floor. Head you bent over. <laughs> Where's Ice T? I need Ice T. 
<laughs> Russ, you're up next. Go. Oh, oh okay. John Williams style. Uh, uh, bump up, bump up, bump up, bump up, Da, da, da. Uh, hey, 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 hey. She's going up the steps, going up the steps. Jedi steps. She's our Jedi. Rob, Jedi. you're up next. I'm going to take my inspiration from John Williams' wife. No! <laughs> take note of that, son. Your mother's son made me vomit. <laughs> Last night, I woke you up with the perfect tune for one short round marries that Ewok. Now, what was the song? I barely remember anything from last night. Alice, I have been working on this thing for 85 hours. This is my magnum opus, the most important score of my entire career. Now, please try to remember. I woke you up. I remember that. And I sang you a tune. Oh, okay, no, I think I remember. Uh, it was something like... No! Okay, well, that sounds like something you would do. That sounds like something I would do. Oh, you could do what I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I could do what you do. I would go. You think it's that easy? Oh yeah, I think it's that easy. That's it. Songwriting contest. Five minutes. Fine. I'm taking the bathroom. Well, then I'll be in the closet. Sherwin, come here. We need you to judge something. What is it? We would like you to judge whose tune is better, your mother's or your Oscar, Emmy, Grammy, Tony-winning father's. Alice, you're up first, age before beauty. song was so bad it literally made me vomit <coughs> take note of that son <clears throat> and now a new composition from john williams <clears throat> Mom's better. What? Mostly 
because I think it's funny that it made you puke. Now, what do you know? What do you know, Sherwin? The dog's got more music sense than you. That's it. It's time for a good old-fashioned Williams family sing-off. The dog's the judge. I call bathroom. Oh! Mm. Oh. Alright, so I guess I gotta do mine now. Bum, the dog's bum. judging you. Huh? Do what? I, I, the I was dog gonna have the fans. Yes. I, I was gonna have the fans pick who won this contest. That's what I said. The dog. Oh, our our fans are now dogs. All right, cool. So on that yes, note, they're the dog um, of the family. You could. Russ and Zenger did. They didn't do original compositions. Mine was original. That, that was not one of the rules. That was not a rule. Neither did Zach I don't on care that. If it was note. a rule. I can still point it out. <laughs> Well, it's a Star Wars show. Didn't do I was an taking you through a journey through all of the trilogies. You got it all. I don't. Know, I think See, mine was the best. You all let it. us know. Does yeah. anybody know? How, does anyone know the the, the theme to Schindler's List? Because I'd like to attempt that. <laughs> God. <laughs> Is it just black and white? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, thank you for joining us on Night to Vader for our look back at some of the wackiest, some of the craziest, and some of the most German Star Wars parodies we've seen since the 70s all the way up to the early 2000s on the Chappelle Show. I want to thank uh, Zach for having me as a guest on Night to Vader, and I will throw to you, Zach. You know what, folks? We, we, we disenfranchised possibly an entire country. Now we've maybe disenfranchised an entire sect of a religion. Um, <laughs> all right, well, Zenker gains his composure, which he'll never be able to gain back to this point. I, I hope we're all done talking, because at this point, there's nowhere else left to go but down. Anything else anyone wants to say about any of these, or before Zenker gets us into further, deeper waters? Or We, uh, we covered it well. We got some great Whitest Kids You Know, Dave Chappelle, something that I've dug up for cinemodities. But it was great to see the other four that we discussed. You know, I never would have encountered those in any way, shape, or form. And so, and I love parody. I love sketch comedy. I love the variety aspect. So, no, great, uh, great topic. I miss All variety right. shows. All right. You're not allowed to talk anymore, Zenger. You're, you're <laughs> no more talking from you for the rest of the episode. You can oh, just okay. watch America's Got Talent. It's a giant commercial I'm... for Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> 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 Who doesn't want that out of their variety? <laughs> All right, Zenger. At this point, no one's allowed. Zenger's not allowed to talk, and no one's allowed to talk to Zenger at this point. <laughs> he has to sit in the do? corner. <laughs> All right, Ross. Anything else about sketch comedy you'd like to say? Variety, Star Wars variety. No, I love it. It's great. I love the new. Anybody, just go make fun of Star Wars, and you know we're gonna lap it up. And if it's a variety show or actual legit respected uh, uh, sketch comedy, it's great. Bring more of it. We need more. Because we need it. All we have is these movies now. So we need this other stuff to like keep going. I heartily agree. Star Wars needs to learn how to laugh at each other. And that's the whole point when we were doing it earlier this year when it came to different like spoof series that we kind of did and we dropped off once we got some uh, Rise of Skywalker stuff. But I think that's one thing the Star Wars fandom needs back. to learn how to do. Is, yes, Star Wars needs to laugh at itself. Oh, no, I meant we need to bring back that discussion. But yeah, Star Wars also needs to laugh at itself eventually. I'm looking at you, Kylo Ren. You're goofy looking. Who said you could talk? Oh, yeah. Right. Ray, be a Jedi tonight. Thank you. <laughs>
Ah, boy. All Do right. Do it for the Porgs and for Snoke's dead body. Okay. Wait, wasn't there a Simpsons episode where he was on? Where was that? Yeah. Where, where was Luke be a Jedi Knight? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bodyguard parody. It was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shut up, you is... stupid! Shut up, you stupid nerd! He's trying to save you money on your wireless bill. <laughs> <laughs> I bet my Wookie. <laughs> that's, diff- that's a different episode. It is, but it's still relevant. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader in the Facebook, and chances are you'll find us there waiting for you. Schindler's List jokes and all. Find us on Instagram at KOV Podcast, and send us an email at KOV Podcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Cinemodies. And on the Cinemodies podcast, we'll be discussing... Sketch Comedy! Sketch Comedy Fort Month. Yes, two whole months of sketch comedy. You, you it's what? No, it's not included in that. Kids in the Hall. Oh. <laughs> yes, Kids in the Hall wasn't included. Was that on your short list, Rob? It was absolutely. I love Kids in the Hall. So still oh. no Robot Chicken. That was you also guys? on my list, Singer. But not included. No, because Zach only gave me two months. Oh, <laughs> Zach, you monster! <laughs> only two months. <laughs> All Give right, that man. Three months. How many episodes did you do a week? One. Dear God, you need like four months for this. I wanted a year. Zach, how dare you? Oh my God, folks. I was ready to hang myself after like the, the Mr. Show episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. Let's go in order. Zenger, where can people find you? How is this in order? Because we're doing Z and Z and then oh, R and R. Okay. It's, it's about EXP. You've grinded being on the show. I'm <laughs> still Ah, like, so I've grinded two. the most. Yes. Of course. It's it's all the parodies I do of myself. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they they all gain experience individually that somehow comes to the main source. Excellent. Nerd reference. Um, of course you can find me yelling about some nerdy topic every week over on Zing This, my main podcast, and Zach refers to this one as my side podcast, so I'm just gonna embrace that joke. This is a dirty podcast, folks. We do things on this podcast that Zenger's not allowed to do on the main podcast. Yeah, like, say, Star Wars. Side piece. We can do all kind of stuff to this, and we don't feel bad. Like, I can say words like Star Wars and not get yelled at. Little do people know, when Zenger records this podcast, he has to go rent a motel room for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Bring all the sound equipment. God forbid, <laughs> I say, God, God forbid I say Star Wars in a non-Star Wars-related episode of Zingness out in the because- house. He comes home like like two a.m. in the morning. Ali's there. It's like, did you say Star Wars? Were you talking about Star Wars this late at night? No. <laughs> why is all this equipment in the back of the car? Leave me alone. I'm tired. Yeah. Why were you at the hotel? I know what you were doing. No, no, no. I swear, it was just talking Star Wars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang it! I said it. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Rob. When you are not in grocery stores. Comparing condiment combinations. What are, are you the up robots to? Robots hunting you down when you're doing that because that came after me again today. No, there's no robots in my stores out here. Or at least the one I go to. So I don't have that experience. Skynet yeah. hasn't infiltrated into uh, to uh, Colorado yet. 
Yeah, I have to find them on my own. Find the mixed condiments on my own. <laughs> okay, so, since you're in Colorado, I'm just going to point this out. It might have something to do with certain stuff being legalized there, and they're just assuming those people would harass the robot. So I think they're saving the robot harassment in trouble. <laughs> we'll bring that up in our next droid conversation, Zach, what Zanger just said to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I went in on that episode. <laughs> Perfect. But yes, as Zach said, uh, when I'm not in my grocery store looking at mayo mustard mayonnaise, you can find me on Cinemodities, screaming at Zach. You can also find me on the Facebook page for an inspiriority complex. And I definitely think everybody, if you are not following it, check it out. Because very, very soon, not only will they be pointing to some new music, they will also be pointing towards likely another video of them performing the Knights of Vader theme song. Because in, Ooh, there's going to be another wow. slew of uh, open mic nights uh, in August. Or I guess might have happened. But yeah, check it out. We uh, <laughs> love to play. on when this episode airs. Exactly. We love to play that 50 minute, uh, fifty second chunk of just excitement. People seem to love it. So right on. All right, oh, Ross. Well, thank you so much for having me again. Uh, yeah, when I'm not here, when I'm not worrying about if uh, Luke debuted in his Bespin Fatigues, it should be called Muppet Fatigues. Um, you can find me on Unbelievers Podcast, where we talk about aliens and Bigfoot and Dogman and little girls and all that stuff, uh, the funnier side of it. So, yeah, check me out there. And we don't know. All right. Thank That's you. It. <laughs> Put it up. All right, everybody. Good wait, night. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Zach, where can people find you? In their living rooms? Oh, God, no. <laughs> every, 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 every Thursday morning, waiting for them with an episode of Knights of Ada or on Monday mornings, an episode of Cinemonis. There's no moment of zing? And your moment of zing tonight is, um, I miss Hopper. Oh, sorry, spoilers for season three of uh, Stranger Things. Uh, said that too late. Ugh. Hey, friends don't lie. Uh, friends don't lie, but boyfriends do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I dump your ass. Oh no! I'm gonna go play D and D. Rob, did you get any of that? That was a lame moment of Zang. <laughs> I would have, I would have liked it better if you complained about how you have difficulty eating cereal again. <laughs> and now it's time for my moment of Jones. <laughs> this this hamburger has no cheese. No ketchup, no mustard, <laughs> no lettuce, no onions, no tomatoes. All right, thank you. Uh, oh, we oh, all wave goodbye from a Let's from a, a half review. moon in the stars. I'm riding away, float away on our our snow, snow speeders snow. in space. Good night. Adios. More statistics I can talk about. <laughs> Upstairs, Rivio, you cover that exit. Watch it, I covered it. Down with the